We the bestest cast with the left twist. Fat, fairly well dressed. Put me on the guest list. The guest list. Uh, yeah, on the guest list. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of On the Guest List with Box Trot and the Get Down, White Sox, Dave, Kenny Carkey, and Dante. We have been on a heater with the guest. It continues this week. We have Jeff Howard from The Used. Me and Kenny did an amazing interview with this guy. It's an hour long. They're celebrating the 20th anniversary of their debut album. We got lucky to talk to him. And within that conversation comes something I want to talk about right off the top, dude. We have a Billy Corgan problem. I think it's time that we need to really talk about it because... Within this interview, there's another Billy Corgan story. We had one with the Black Keys. We've had them all over the place. Is he a friend or a foe at this point? Like We have to pick one and either make him the main focus of our podcast or avoid him at all costs. Uh, Kenny, why don't you start? You were there for the interview. I, I think he's like the golden goose, man. I think after all this talking about him, watch him fucking come on this podcast. That'd be so sick. He would not have a good time. No, no. he would not. He no, would, he would not have a good time. He would not be funny. He would nope. not be happy. But he'd give you lots of stories about himself. About yeah, I think, it, yeah, the first question would have to be like, so Billy, what the fuck? And just see what he says back. He's I don't easy know. to find. He's He hangs out at like Wrigleyville uh, coffee shops, I've heard. He owns Madam, uh, Madam Zuzu's fucking coffee shop. In uh, yeah, I mean, I heard people see him all the time and he's always like trying to get noticed. Yo, yeah, we, we should. I think I've told you he does. I shit you not. Do you know what modular synths are? Like <laughs> yes. the little synthesizers that have patch cables in it, and like you twist little knobs and it's yeah, like like, like, like Moog, like like Moog on fucking like 1980s PC vibes, like crazy <laughs> and shit. Anyway, he owns a, a cafe and he puts on shows there, and they're like eight hour modular synth shows. I shit you fucking not. It's just. I think I think we need to I think we need to come to Chicago and like man on the street hunt him. Fucking fuck. I think we need to just fucking get in his face like it's investigative journalism and be like the little one. My manager, David Basin, who manages James Eha from the Smashing Pumpkins. I made one of the biggest mistakes of my life. I've made a few musically, and one of them was he offered me tickets to go to the Troubadour to see Smashing Pumpkins play. For those of you that don't know, that's like a 200-cap room. And I was Played like, it. Oh, I got other shit to do. What up? Played it. Did you? What? The Troubadour. Oh, the I dude, I've never played the Troubadour. Of all the places uh, in LA, I've never I've been there and I love it, but I've never played. I did. No big deal. Yeah, me congratulations, no dude. Two hundred cats. Me and Sammy Adams. No big deal. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, then, then you know the size of that place, and to see the Smashing Pumpkins there would have been sick. But I fucking oh, dude, it's fucking amazing. Like the I didn't go. I kicked myself that, in the ass. That's one of the that balances out how lame LA is to how place how cool that place is yeah it's yeah 100 100 awesome. have you ever it's, seen um getting dug with high the youtube channel <laughs> is that dog uh dog he's a comedian the guy who yeah, did super high me gets high as fuck with different actors on interviews he's yeah. always at the troubadour at the bar and you can always get him to smoke with you and he's a funniest fucking hell guy hell yeah yeah we were uh we were all fair saying that our new strategy to get billy corgan involved <laughs> is we're just gonna post a picture of him randomly on the instagram like every other day no do caption. It. No caption. But just, make sure you tag him, though. I was going to say, tag oh, him. Yeah. No, let's do it. Just like bat signal. Like if, just, <laughs> if he comes on this podcast, all four of us are wearing zero t-shirts. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Thousand. I I'm getting the Billy Corgan prayer candle, I'll and I'm going to have it lit. Head. <laughs> you got to wax your head, dude. Oh. 
And yo, we should have everybody that's ever said anything about him just zoom in randomly at different points. Oh. Like, and next up, we have Patrick Carney stopping in to talk to him. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, like it's the been a- Merle Griffin show or whatever. Exactly. What does, have, yeah. what does have him stop by, dude? Uh, Dave, I love your pillow vibe right now, by the way. Yeah, what are you I, doing is clutching two pillows. Fucking, fucking pillow. I'm just, I'm just being comfortable. It's my bedtime right it's now. It's like an eighth grade when you're watching porn with your friends. <laughs> no, Wait, throw my thighs. Yeah. You used to watch porn with your friends? Yeah, bro. When you're like your friend yeah. grading your Dude, friend his brother. Colin, you're showing your age right now. Yeah. Like, I think even though you, you and I are only three and a half years apart or whatever, like you would always have the sleepovers at the kid who had HBO and you watch late night fucking. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're talking about titties. I'm not talking about full penetration. Yeah. Like I'm, well, I'm no, chilling, like Skinamax, right? And then as sure, a, yeah. you always have your finger on the previous channel button on the. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause in case someone opens that door, you got to hit that. Yeah. Yeah, no, for us, it was, uh, we'd be watching uh, Comedy Central and there would always be like late night, the commercials for Girls Gone Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not out here like beating my meat with my boys. I guess that was not, that was not beating our meat. We were just watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's been a while since we did segments and, uh, we've had a lot of guests, but there's also been a lot of other shit that's going on in this podcast. Dante has been literally in like multiple situations that we had not talked about yet. Who the fuck have you been hanging out with? Dude, I've been on a run, man. Um, not like I'm trying to remember back, but a few weeks ago, I was in Aspen for food and wine. We got yeah. taken out there. We're like top five sellers in the country of high noon, which is absurd because one of my venues is only open three months out of the year. Jesus. And uh, yeah, so the people behind high noon gallo flew me and my partners out to aspen and yeah it was fucking ridiculous like had no business being there rubbing shoulders with all these food network people and snooty just uber 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 rich fucking snobs but we got invited to this house party i of course was like why the fuck are we going to this and someone was like i heard buster rhymes is performing <laughs> like no way sure enough we show up there and they're passing out buster rhymes t-shirts and shit and they got old posters album covers of his plastered up everywhere and it was someone's ski lodge on the side of this mountain uh i heard it was $40 million house or something Jesus. absurd like that. And they had this rinky dink stage set up with, you know, those speakers that you see at high school proms that are just like cylinder, like the Bose. Yep. Yeah. Cylinder yeah. speakers. They, they look like those. a fan. They're on stage. Yes. yes. Yeah, they had yeah. those set up on the sides of the stage. Like it was the most, bootleg production i've ever seen so i i said to my partner there's no way buster rhymes is is playing on this there's no way they okayed this production sure enough two hours later his escalade pulled up they cleared out the crowd he got on stage and he fucking crushed it for like an hour i guess he owns some weed company now or he's, makes sense he's well, part of a weed company they're chucking out uh, pre-roll blunts the whole show in plastic tubes. I got, I think I got nine or ten of them. I was just, Hell yeah. 
Like the people that go nuts for free t-shirts at Bulls games. That was me for these, for these, uh, for these blunts. You're in was, Aspen listening to Buster Rhymes shooting blunts into your mouth. He, and I was like this far from him. I was five. Yo, that video that you posted, he sounded so good. Oh, he, I yeah. mean, he, he's a little, he's aged a little bit. He's put on some LBs, but he's still got that it. Voice. He, he crushed it. I got a ridiculous picture with Spliff Star, which is embarrassing that he's still attached to Busta's side. Uh, everywhere he goes on the mic, every other word. Guys, yo, wait, did Don- I think I, I think we got blocked by Billy Corgan? No, I'm not allowed to mention him. That's such wait, good content. No, I'm trying might- to fucking tag him, and he won't. I'm not allowed to tag him. You might. Dave does that too. White Sox. Dave does that now too. Me? Yeah, I can't so tag they you in pictures on Instagram. I didn't change anything you like do that. that in your privacy. That's me and Spliff Star. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look at he your wine-colored shirt. He looks a little like Jermaine Dupree. Oh my but, god! Uh, I still put the picture up life. anyway. Yo, so then I flew from there to Savannah. I had Luke Bryan's uh, charity, um, right for Brett, which is a congenital heart disease charity that I've helped out for a few years now. Um, it's in honor of his niece who passed away. He put on this golf tournament and they throw a concert at the end of it. And I DJ like after the concert and he invites all his buddies and it was him and Brian Kelly from Florida, Georgia line. And then David nail or Dan nail, David nail. Yeah. yeah. David nail who, I mean, I forgot that guy had two monster songs, either in the 90s or early 2000s. Is he the one who does the uh, Storm Runs Out of Rain song? Yes. Is that him? Yeah. He, dude, his voice, holy Crazy. shit, man. I looked him up afterwards. He did this cover of uh, Adele that she commented on and was like this brought tears to my eyes this is the most beautiful version of this song i've heard i mean this guy's voice was out of control um he performed uh this girl farron performed who is another nashville rock star and then yeah brian kelly got up and performed and luke brian played the drums and did back backing vocals which was fucking awesome from margaritaville i heard that yeah it was dope yo i just know i just know you spoke to all of them about this cute little podcast right obviously yeah yeah, yeah. obviously we dante got- doesn't think we're big enough yet we got it in the works man we got it in the works i'm just uh Lusta. no i'm waiting i'm waiting he does a big 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 charity event in october at his farm and i think that's gonna be the perfect time to to mm. do it it's it's uh so your boys now to the point where you're like helping out with the charities and attending his his little white collar events yeah man i'm i'm you know i'm fuck i'm big with giving back and charity then i went oh, fuck yeah. past, then i went this past weekend to buffalo and i did uh uh carly's club 
charity, which is Gronk's big thing in Buffalo with his high school friends for pediatric cancer. We threw the, we throw this white party every June and that was fucking nuts. That was just like a rager. No one performed Dude. or anything. There was just a local band and me DJing, but um, I asked him his thoughts on you not being happy with him, Dave. And he uh, said he was heartbroken to hear that. What are you made a Gronk about? It was a joke. Uh, it was very, very blatantly a joke too. Um, we, me and Eddie, we interviewed him on uh, Sirius like two years ago. It was, a, it was a long time ago, pre when he, he retired. The, it was when he retired the first time. And we kind of tried to pitch him on coming out of retirement and playing for the Bears. And he's like, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. But if I do come out of retirement, it will be to join the Bears just because of this conversation or something like that. And then he came out and played for the Bucks, obviously. So I was like, what the fuck, man? It was, I was just ball busting, though. I don't actually have beef with Gronk. I love Gronk. How can you not love Gronk? You have to love Gronk. Gronk. He's Gronk, dude. Um, yeah, it's so sucks. Dante's... It I sucks. mean, dude... He's really it's, done. He's really done. I didn't think he was, but I uh, I was like, yo, you're just waiting until training camp's done, right? And then you're you're gonna say you're back. And he was like, nah, man, I'm I'm done. He's like, if I'm not a hundred percent in, he's like, I can't play. He's like, and I'm just not. My heart's just not a hundred percent into it anymore. All I right, I'll you told him to come on the podcast. Yo, get Gronk on. We'll talk fucking techno. He'd probably love that shit. Uh, I got an update on the Billy Corgan situation. Uh, I've had multiple people try and tag him now. Uh, he has it shut off to everybody. Yeah, so, I told I, that's a privacy thing, like White Sox Dave has. I'm telling you. I didn't you. know I had that setting on. I swear to God, I didn't. It's oh, like, I don't. I, wasn't I don't care that you do. I'm just saying it's it's not okay. like an uncommon thing. I'm just gonna keep posting pictures of him. I hope he sees it one day. But yeah, Billy Court, I'm doing it. I don't give a fuck. You can, uh, you can still add him in the caption. No, I can't. I tried. Wait, really? Swear to God, dude. That's weird. Fuck it. He heard about us, dude. He knows we're on to him. Uh, Dave, you saw fucking um, Dead & Company. How was that? I saw Dead & Co. Uh, Saturday at Wrigley Field. Now, I don't do this often, but I, I would be lying if I said anything otherwise. Uh, Wrigley Field, I can't stand the Cubs. I don't really like Wrigleyville, especially now that it's like all corporate. But Wrigley Field is the best concert venue in the city by far and away. It, by, it's There's not even a remotely close second. It it's is so, so fun to watch a concert it's there. so awesome, isn't it? Dude, the fucking backlights when it's twilight and you got the purple skies, it's just fucking perfect. And so we, we went, and I've seen John Mayer – 10 times a lot of times and he's always played really buttoned up shows they'll play like 15 songs or whatever jam out for two hours and that's the show it's always fine it's they're good <laughs> this was this was different it was john mayer and forty-five thousand deadheads just completely roasted out of their skulls <laughs> and he put on i swear to god you guys are probably gonna rip on me but i have some backup on this it was the best concert i've ever been to and there is not even a close, close runner up. I wow. the closest. I, the, I still say the, the best concert I had ever been to prior to this concert was uh, Van Halen in like 2014 or 20, 2014 or so. You have been on the record saying that. And that, that concert. And I'm, I'm like, I like Van Halen, but they're like, you know, Fucking Van they're Halen. not my favorite band or anything, but they were unbelievable live. 
uh, Guns N' Roses with Dante and I saw last summer is good. I've seen a lot of good shows, but this was also like, at Wrigley. Also at Wrigley, yeah, and we were in the pit for that too. Well, um, Kenny, what's your Kenny? What's your retort to this entire story? I mean, I, I, <laughs> like it was four straight paper. hours, man. Four straight hours. And I they, don't the, I, shit. If I that's like the the cesspool of sundresses, fedoras, and aviator <laughs> sunglasses. Do you know what I mean? To me, uh, who, dude. It was unbelievable, man. It yeah, was hey, so fucking glad you good. had a good time, man. That's sweet. That's so and patronizing. So, You're such a dickhead. <laughs> what do you want me to say? So yeah, it, it was incredible. <laughs> and uh, but we so we had uh the like field seats, but not the pit. And right when we got into the stadium, one of the ushers was like, Oh, Dave, big fan, big fan. And then like 20 minutes later, when we're sitting in our seats, we hadn't even finished a beer yet um th that same usher he was some 20 year old kid came up with two pit passes so we were literally right on john mayer's that's fucking awesome that's sick, man. dude do you know it was he, awesome dude that's like the fact that happened at wrigley of all places is crazy because they have the worst meanest ushers in the world so it was that, awesome. shout out to that kid he's fucking awesome for doing yeah that, that guy's a g so then the so then the girl I went with, she had heard from a coworker of hers that the night prior when they played on Friday, they were, um, they were, they went to a bar afterwards. I don't even remember what fucking bar it is, Dante. It's like right in the left field corner, um, kind of by the Metra actually, in that firehouse. Um, she heard that they went there and just jammed out for a few hours afterwards. Didn't know if it was true or not, but we, we flew over there and that's Murphy? where I saw it wasn't Murphy's no. Actually, it might have been Murphy's. We were really fucked up, but um, <laughs> it might have been Murphy's. But um, anyways, we saw this band, Earth Mother, just a local Chicago band. They had just graduated from Berkeley out in Boston. Just three friends. Drummer's the vocalist. Uh, the guitarist is like an Arabic dude, I think. Um, and he like, they were fucking so awesome. So I, I started talking up their manager. They're going to come on the show July 11th. Uh, it's a Tuesday where we're going to record with them. You guys can come or you can't. Um, but they're going to come and play a couple songs in the office and everything, Fuck uh, it. but they're trying to like make it big. He's like, Hey, anything you can do. Cause we really think these guys have something here. I'm going to, I'm planning on forwarding to, or, uh, to Kenny to see what he can do with them. Um, but they were so fucking good. And we had planned on going to Kingston mines after just to keep the live music buzz going. We didn't leave the bar until close after that. Fuck yeah. And so it was, it was good music weekend. It was a really, really good music weekend. And we did a little Sunday fun day and I spent like $300 on touch tunes. So, oh my God. <laughs> What's the most random shit you threw on the touch tunes? Anything, anything? Um, I always play like the cheesy 90s shit, like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, like just to get the bar going a little bit like, oh, fuck yeah. You know, shit like that, like Hanson and, and, and those kind of songs. So, do you uh do you fuck with Shane Gillis? We talked about this before. The comedian yeah, Shane yeah, Gillis. A little bit. He's Dude. doing the case. He's doing the case race at. Uh, uh, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. So he on his podcast, he has a thing where he goes to bars, and he puts on Dragula by Rob Zombie ten times in a row. Oh, dude. This is one of my favorites. So I used to live by this bar called Halligans. I don't anymore, but I was close enough where I could just pull up touch tunes and and it would connect to it. And if I ever like had twenty five extra tokens or whatever in touch tunes. I would, I would empty them out on just a random song that I would pick at and I would make sure to play next on all of them. Oh so it plays God. them all in, all in order. I would do that like once a month at my old place. 
I just couldn't imagine fucking being in a bar and Dragula just starts blaring nine, oh, yeah. ten times in a row. Probably One time is sweet. More than that is fucking kind of scary. Yeah, I Kenny, if you remember about three quarters of a spin is of a Dragula, you've had enough. I do love some fucking white zombie though, man. You know, people are chirping Billy Corgan on Instagram saying, just show yourself. <laughs> Yo, all right. Well, Billy Corgan, it's out. But no, Dave, I heard that the Dead & Company tour has been fucking incredible. No, um, but so I tweeted out it, and I knew I... I no, I shouldn't, yeah, I shouldn't say no. aging been unlocked. Scientists think they're onto something. What the fuck was that? Dante's is watching his conspiracy theory videos. <laughs> I tweeted it out fully expecting people to just shit on me for saying it was one of the best concerts that I've ever been to. And I didn't even say the best, even though I thought so. I just said one of the best. And people were like, I've been to Ted Dennett show concerts with John Mayer. Oh! And what? What happened? I found Billy Corgan. He has a fucking Finstagram. Oh, does he? How do you know it's him? I just clicked on it. It's verified. Oh, there you go. Hell yeah, dude. Fucking absolutely. I'm following that shit. Somebody tagged him and said, show yourself. <laughs> it's looking outstanding. Uh, but no, Dave, continue. I apologize. No, you're good. You're good. But people responded to my tweet saying it was one of the best shows I'd ever been to by saying, like, I've seen 10 Dead & Co. concerts with, with John. And, like, that was by far and away the best I've ever been to. Like, that was their A-plus game, like, shit like that. That's so I got him on a good night. There you go. I want, I want John Mayer on this fucking show. I think that would just be an unbelievable conversation. I, dude, you know what? That sounds crazy, but with what we have going on right now, like, what the fuck? Why not? Why wouldn't that be a possibility? Why? I mean, I think it's possible. I don't think I don't think Kenny would enjoy it, but I think it's possible. I'd have a great time. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I think you would I, too. I would let I would let him know that you hate him. <laughs> I would just lead the podcast. <laughs> we'll just add John there, dude. Um but yeah, other than that, Kenny, how far away are you from being a father? About three weeks. Nice. Are you, are you shitting bricks yet? No, I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm, uh, you know, it's going to be no fucking sleep and stress. My whole house is in shambles. Like, I don't have walls. I don't have lights. I don't have power. I don't have... Babies need all those things, dude. I don't have a kitchen. I don't have shit. <laughs> I'm in full shambles over here, so... What are you going to do if your kid comes out? Your kids come out and they fucking love John Mayer? That's not it's not a it's not a possibility. It's like we're all products of what our dads raised us on for the most part. There's no chance. Oh, I had a great dad burn, but I'm not I'm, I'm gonna save it for off the air, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna save it for off the air. Uh all right, so we have segments to get into. Let's go into our interview with Jeff Howard from the used. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on the guest list today, we have a man from a band who is celebrating the 20th anniversary of their debut album this week. From the U's, we have Jeff Howard. Jeff, how are you, buddy? Oh, what's going on? Hey, thanks for the clap and the intro, too. Epic, man. I got to bring the energy, dude. It's funny. Right before we came on, we were talking like, yo, find another fucking music podcast that has Ice Cube and then the U's back-to-back. No one else can do this shit. No one nice. can do it. No one. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Jeff, thank you for being here today. Uh, let's do our ceremonial thing here. Kenny brings people on. I have to know, how the hell do you guys know each other? Oh, Kenny, yeah, we worked on, what record was it together? I think it was, uh, it was Imaginary Enemy. I That's love right. to start this one off because it was, it was a really big deal for me. 
I uh, AWOL had been going for like three years and I was just starting to get the calls that I cared about. Um, and I got a cold email from John Feldman being like, hey, do you want to work on a record with me? Because he was working with Red Bull at the time and I was signed to Red Bull. Uh, and I immediately I go, is this a used record kind of thing? <laughs> nice. <laughs> it is in fact a used record. And so we worked on Imaginary Enemy together in 2013 and it was one of my first times if not the first time that I got to work with a band that influenced me playing music in the first place. You know what I Hell mean? Yeah. So like I had seen Jeff and the Use play a thousand times yeah. for that. <laughs> and so to go from being in those sweaty crowds at 14 to being in the studio with Feldman and, and Jeffy here, I was like, that was one of the big moments for me. And that that's when we met, we got to spend some time there making that record. Did it feel like a step back? Did it feel like a step backwards as a, as a musician to have to work with Kenny? <laughs> oh no, no way, man. It was great. Cause, uh, so I'm, I'm a very anxious person and I, I've, I've kind of learned how to calm it down over time, you know, so I'm getting better and better, but fucking 22 years of touring will do that, I guess. But, um, so I was, I was, uh, John Feldman's an awesome person, but if you have like anxieties and stress like that, it's difficult sometimes, you know, and, and in the beginning it almost like fed my anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so being able to like jam and record with Kenny was like a, like, oh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I can relax. That <laughs> crisscross applesauce, no shoes with the bass for three days. Oh, maybe. I'm doing it right now, dude. Don't you worry. I'm doing it right now, dude. <laughs> oh, that shit like, never geez. ends. Yeah. I sit on the floor when I record now, too. I don't record in a charity board because they usually have like handles on it, yeah. you know? And yeah. so yeah. like my knees will get in the way and then my bass will be resting on one of those things. And yeah. I'm like, God. It you is know, that, fun. That record too was one that was like, you know, when you meet your heroes, right? You're so relieved when they're sweet human beings. And I, I really got to spend time, uh, not a lot of time with Quinn, but with, with Jeff and Bert and both of them were just fucking such welcoming, awesome great. human beings. It was such a good experience to, to uh, make them. Dude, that's so yeah. nice of you. Hey, we thought we'd butter you off the start, and then we're just going to come down with the hard, yeah. real <laughs> so journalistic question. <laughs> I got to say, I do love the fact that, like, I, I don't know if we tend to own this podcast, shatter some realities for people, but I think, like, when people imagine recording, they imagine it in this, like, sterile environment where the band is all in one room, like, fucking super business-like, and you're like, no, I actually record sitting down with no shoes on. Like, it's fucking sick, dude. <laughs> actually, I we've, we've, I mean... We've recorded some really crazy ways before. Uh, the craziest way we recorded was we did a full record with Ross Robinson. And fuck, I mean, Ross Robinson, I, I'm allowed to say fuck, right? Hopefully, because yeah, I just did. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. Um, but we, uh, I've looked, I mean, our, so talking about our first record, this is, this is going to tie together, right? Yeah, so yeah. our very first record, um, so we, have, uh, we had a demo that we made, right? In this demo, we were kind of shopping around trying to get people to actually listen to it, yeah. right? And this demo went from like having three songs on it to like, I think 11 songs, you know what I mean? So it wasn't a full record, but it's almost every song from the first record, almost, not quite. There's two songs that didn't make the first record. Mm -hmm. And I think there was three that were written after, mm -hmm. like some in the studio and stuff, yeah. and stuff like that. But um, so when we were shopping this around, I just remembered this yesterday. This is why this story this is cool to me. But um, we were playing these showcases for labels at this time because um we this is when we hooked up with feldman yeah. you know maybe not hooked up you know what i'm saying yeah. when we started hanging with feldman um and uh he started recording our first record off of these demos okay 
And um, we were we were meeting with uh, different labels to kind of show them, you know what I mean? Because this was back in the day when you had to actually go and do like a, a showcase in front of like dudes wearing suits, like you were just talking about. And it was the most stale and awkward and fucking weird vibes, whatever. But one of those shows, um, Ross Robinson was at, and he was super into us, like really wanted to record us. And this is from probably 2001, you know what I mean? Like this, he, he was like super excited about us and really wanted to record us. So fast forward ahead to 2000 and um, God, when was that record? 2017, yeah. we actually finally got to record with Ross and it was, it was pretty intense, man. <laughs> how, did, <laughs> like, how did it go? Um, you'd be into this. He, uh, he wouldn't let our drummer use a click track. Right? Oh, so, I love that. So, yeah. uh, Every song, our drummer, he put a delay on the snare. So every snare hit, there'd be a, like a decaying delay. So it'd be, yeah. Gah, gah, gah. yeah. So um, while he was playing, it would sort of uh, flow, you know, speed up and slow down, but in a vibey way that you can control it. Whoa. You know, so if we wanted the part to be faster, he could speed up a little bit and it wouldn't sound weird. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be as dramatic. Yeah. yeah. So, um, engineer's nightmare, by the way, for that, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But That's, yeah, <laughs> like, oh, you God. see Kenny sweating already, dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Luckily, they had God. a good thing. He had a good engineer team and, and him worked really well together. But um, what, like what you were saying, um, when we recorded this record, we all stood in a room together and it was a tiny, tiny, I'm in a little tiny room right now. It was, it was smaller than this. Wow. And we were jamming the song fully while the drums were being recorded but only the drums are being recorded. Right, right. So it wasn't like doing the playback, you know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. go, like with yeah. dummy tracks. This was actually, if somebody fucked up, it would actually fuck up each person's part just enough, or you, you know what I'm saying? Over. Yeah, some of it, yeah. It was pretty wild, man. It was, it was great to do it, and the record took a fucking way too long, but not for the reasons you'd think it would take too long for, but yeah. it was fucking awesome. It's funny, know. that's, um, it's, it's cool. When you have the ability to every once in a while do something off the cuff like that, like let's try no click or like I did a record with um the Never Shout Never guy, and oh, he was like I want to record everything in like 460a instead of 440a and like just Whoa. a little weird to because like because it actually hums a little bit in this magical way or whatever. But it was it's like it's interesting to run a whole record that way, which is a far cry from how Feldy runs or at least how he runs now. Because when we came and when I when I did that record with you guys, Quinn and Bert had put down scratch tracks, just mm. a guitar and vocal. And then I went through and programmed drums, fake bass, like all that kind of keys and that kind of stuff. And then we started layering on top. So it's just it's interesting right. how many different ways there are to do all that's that. That's right. I feel like every record we've done has been something different too. Which that's you know? cool. That, that's awesome. I want to go back to the showcases of like, Cause I don't think there's a lot of showcasing anymore these days, but there's like, not used to be a big thing. And like, I mean, that's, that shit sucks, right? Like it's got, you got five suits and you're just like playing uh, out. You know what? It was, we didn't know anything different then. You know what I mean? Right. It was so long ago that we were just fucking terrified. Yeah. And, right, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, this dude owns this label. It's like, oh right. fuck, man. I don't know. I've barely been out of Utah. I don't <laughs> <laughs> like um a year or so after you guys made those demos, or like it was pretty quick from the demo making to the first sign with Rupees Records. Yeah, we 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 are extra lucky, obviously. Well, lucky and um what do you call it? Hardworking. <laughs> that too. Uh just timing also really helped us out. But so Wikipedia is wrong on this part, but we started in 2000. 
Okay. okay. Like April or May of 2000 is when we first actually started the used, you know, long story short, why Wikipedia is wrong, partially my fault because of t-shirts misprinting <laughs> established 2001 on a couple of them. And I'm like, Fuck. and it was you and, and Quinn. I mean, we're like the original boys, right? Me, Quinn and Brandon. And, and Brandon, Brandon, who yeah. plays now in Rancid still. Plays in Rancid yeah, still, yeah. I think. I think so. I think. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, we were picking Bert up from uh, uh, rehab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, as it is. And taking him to uh, like a either. I think the very, very first was uh, I had a, a room in my mom's apartment that we had a little mic thing set up. And then me and Brandon ended up renting a house. And then we had like a full. Yeah you know, fancy um, closet yeah, yeah. <laughs> for recording it. Yeah. But yeah, uh, from then it was, um, we couldn't play a lot of shows in the beginning. I think I've said that, I don't know if I said this here, but um, in the beginning of the used, we, uh, well, we grew up in Utah. We're not all, I'm not from Utah, but I grew up in Utah. And uh, in the beginning, uh, we used to play at these places like veterans halls because we were like an hour south of Salt Lake. You know what I mean? We were a bunch of poor kids. We didn't have any money. You know, so how are you going to rent a car <laughs> or yeah. get a car? You know what I mean? Or borrow yeah. a car. It's not yeah. as easy as you think, right? Um, so we uh, we were playing in veterans halls with a bunch of other local bands and stuff like that. And um, or we there's a couple of clubs that allowed bands. But in between all this, um, when the used actually started, um, we'd play a venue. And like the first show we played, uh, a kid got his two front teeth punched out. Right? Nice. <laughs> and so, of course, it's our fault. Right. You know, so, so your heavy, nasty band can't play here. Okay. So we're like, okay. And we're not that heavy. You know what I mean? Back then it was, I mean, back in the beginning, Bert mostly, mostly scram. Yeah. And threw up. I don't know why they kicked us out, but no. Um, yeah. Uh, so it started with that. And then the next couple of shows, it was the same shit. It would be like one kid jumped off a balcony and broke both his legs. Yep. Our fault because the kid jumped off the balcony. It's just shows were wild. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like we play a skate park and then it's like, well, you know, if you're lucky to come back and play a skate park again, cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then yeah. The venues also kept closing down. So we kind of just honed in and focused on like jamming together and writing songs together, and getting better at what we yeah. were doing, or at least trying to figure out what we were doing. That was the real beginning, Joey. Where did, the, where did the connection with Feldy come in? Like, how did he hear of you? Did I, did, I mean, you know, I read some shit and I remember what I've talked to you about, but like, oh my God. Oh shit. That's how. That's, that's the how. Original Dems? That's the original. Uh, not, it's one. This one Hold is uh, later on. I'm going to cover. I don't know if that's really still his number or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cover that part up. Email this dude at the bottom. No, um, you can kind of tell. It's a little blurry. Sorry. Uh, objects, maybe memories. Like, it's look at it. Same. It's still, it still says oh. used, not the used. That's a that's important too, actually. Um, there was a band called Used, so oh, we had really? to change it. Yeah, and we we were in this big. It was this was like MP3.com time, right? Yeah, we were in this big internet fight with this band called Used because oh yeah, they were like you guys sound like corn. They kept telling <laughs> us that, and I lit, no no joke, no shit, not even lying. They sound just like Godsmack, so it was weird that they were trying to like. Yeah. Tell us that we sound like this band corn when I'm like, dude, actually, you guys do sound like Godsmack. <laughs> yeah. Not even to be mean. That's cool. Yeah. Sound yeah. like whatever you want to sound like. Yeah. But... No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not not that cool, but <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, there's two songs on there that didn't make the record. Like it could be a good excuse, never made it. Zero mechanism couldn't make it. But this is like a I mean, this is the only one I have left, but this is still not a finished one. There was another two after this, I think. Did those other songs that didn't make that record ever come out? 
Yeah, uh, Zero Mechanism is a it's a real shit version of it came out on uh I think they both did. They <laughs> both recorded yeah. pretty bad. <laughs> but um they they both came out on like secret B sides and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, right. Know? That's what I figured. Yeah, they'd probably be released in some ways. So how did I'm so curious of how the the connection like to Feldy happened? Yeah, um, so uh Brandon was more of a go-getter. Uh, and uh in the beginning we we me and i think it was me and brandon uh met john through an older band or older bands we were in somehow i think touring through we'd wait and meet the bands but like hey here's a cd check it out here's some music we recorded on a cassette tape check it out you know and um which is so different than sending people dropbox links now <laughs> yeah so much easier dude right? th this trying whole to find someone and be like hey dude, hey, dude. In the everything in this conversation yeah. thus far because i'm in the process of like i've i feel like for me like our band like really started to like work in like 2014 2015 right the amount of changes we've had to go through just to get people to hear things like back then it was like i'll try and give somebody a cd and it's a more arduous process or play a showcase and it's like at least like i know that's what i have to do i feel like every other year there's a different metric you have to hit or something different you have to do in order to get somebody to listen to you in the music no, so I believe it. There's a billion bands now, which is good, yeah. but very difficult. It's kind of like, um, it's that same thing. You're right, though, because it's like, uh, since, you know, we didn't grow up in L.A., but growing up in L.A., seeing that there's a billion bands and a billion places to play, which is so cool. You know what I mean? You could play these different venues with, like, major bands because yeah. they need an opener. You know what I mean? It is so there's so many opportunities, but there's so many bands to fill those opportunities. So it makes it difficult. And growing up in Utah, there were no opportunities. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so either way you're just fucked. But yeah. <laughs> that's the gist of the podcast. That's it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Good luck. No, no. See, it's it's all about um, I guess figuring those things out. Because we tried that. I mean, we one time me and I think it was Brandon were waiting out front of Capitol Records, just waiting there with like CDs. And be like, check this. Yeah, yeah, check this. The guy ended up uh, calling us or emailing us or that his, his secretary did and said, don't ever call us again. But <laughs> yeah, we still did it. You know I what? got thrown out of Cobalt Records in New York. So yeah, like, right on. That counts. How did you do it? How are you so lucky? How are you this? You're like, yo, I sat out fucking side for weeks trying to get Seriously. this to listen to. So don't tell me. I mean, first record the very first record on warp tour um bert was out with uh his his um he was out with headphones and a cd player and just catching kids be like hey check this out oh, yeah, he did that so every day for like most of the first warp tour hustling like really it was yeah. he was hustling hard just trying to get people to listen to because he was so excited about the first record well he's yeah. so excited about all the records i'm just saying but at that time he was just so excited and wanted everybody to hear it and was like seriously not like trying to sell it to people but just trying to be like dude check this out i'm yeah. so excited about this shit listen man yeah <laughs> well then at what point did you guys like feel like okay i don't have to go up to random people and put headphones on them like when you guys work with feldman and you put the first record together like was there a moment where you guys kind of looked at each other and you're like okay this is actually working maybe we don't have to like fucking solicit this is actually uh -huh. going somewhere there was a show well it's tough. I'd say there's multiple different steps to that. You know what I mean? Like uh, the very first, the very first instance that I can remember was we played a skate park before Feldman. We were playing a skate park, and um, this is a fucking skate park. Okay, so that obviously 
you know, there aren't high expectations. Yeah. There was a bunch of people waiting for us already and we hardly could play shows. So this was maybe our like fourth or fifth show. But since we were had stuff on, I think it was mp3.com or whatever. And we had like a couple song CD, like two song CD or three song. Samplers. Like there was kids waiting, you know, mm -hmm. that's like a new thing. They were stoked and they were all excited to see us. And it was like, whoa <laughs> like like this is this is like you know that's it's new new you know it was yeah. it was like so new that we didn't expect anyone to be ready for or to be excited about or even hear it or you know whatever um the second one to that obviously was feldman saying emailing brandon and saying uh you guys uh i really like this stuff because we sent him a cd you yeah. know he's like i really like it i'm gonna record you guys i'm gonna fly you out which we thought, obviously, obviously, we thought it was a prank, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like Ashton Kutcher is going to be hiding somewhere yeah, in the yeah, house and yeah. jump out. Yeah. You're fucked. <laughs> Fuck your you. dreams, your <laughs> dreams suck, dude. Not you, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're still waiting for that, but it'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. And the third one. I mean, I guess that that has multiple ones. Like I could say we could, you know, actually recording it and hearing it and getting excited and then having like management listen to it, you know, and then having like, you know, going to those uh, showcases and having them hear it and then having like two different, you know, we had, uh, it was between Warner Brothers and uh, Island Def Jam at that time. Jesus. And they were kind of bad. I know we were, we were in a weird spot. It's, it's because uh, nobody sounded like that. I mean, yeah. you know, the, whatever people call us emo screamo, you know, whatever. I kind of think, no, no offense to that term. I kind of feel like that term came from older terms, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They came from older terms. And that's like, um, in a positive way, that's like post-hardcore, you know, yeah. or hardcore or, yeah. you know, there's our pre-hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wondered okay. uh, yeah. You know what I mean? But those seem to come from scenes, right? And that scene, we got another scene, which, you know, and I could be wrong here with some of that, you know, but you feel like, that's why we, when we were throwing the emo screamo thing it was always weird because we didn't really come from any scene really we were just kind of molded together because that's all we had see you know at that I mean? at that time i remember those 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 like 2001 2002 years and what you said just gives me a, a thousand million questions uh hmm. one of them being like when you we talk about 2002 emo i think of hey mercedes and the get up kids and, and yeah. like that, that kind of stuff and what you Me got too. was far from that and i'm curious um fucking island def jam and warner brothers like there really was nothing like that like you guys were the first guys to come out so heavy and so loud with that style of music you know i remember those those music videos and god i must have been 15 14 or something like that but like what was that like it's such a stupid broad interview question but like what was that like for a band like you guys gutter punk fucks from utah playing skate park <laughs> to be everywhere over the tv over the internet on the radio t-shirts selling out like i mean that was insane it was it was definitely wild times i mean uh we kind of just held on really yeah. you know and um we're also i'm gonna say we're very lucky bert is the way he is too with a lot of that you know yeah um it didn't get to his head you know in the beginning i feel like he purposely held us back on a in a good way yeah. across the whole um the time of the use in a good way you yeah. know he never wanted to just i mean the term sellout so fucked but he never yeah. wanted to you know yeah. sell out like instantly yeah let's do that uh 
Johnson Johnson's baby commercial, right, you yeah, know, cover record. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, he was more just like, nah, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's just hold on. Let's not, mm, I don't feel like doing that. You know, in a, that's great. I think that kind of helped our longevity a lot because of holding back with a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's funny from the, from the outside, because I came into to meeting you and becoming friends as a fan first. And like, all I knew of somebody like Bert was what you see on stage. Like you said, screaming and throwing up, you hear about, you know, the, the tough times that he has had. And so you have this perceived notion in your head of what Bert's going to be like. And then when I worked with him, he's reading every book under the sun. He's the smartest dude I had ever met. And Holy shit. Homeboy can sing too. Like it's a weirdest thing to say that you didn't expect it, but like, I was blown away at how well Bert could sing and how well worded he was and how well read he was. And like, just yeah. mind fuck for me from what I had seen to who I met, you know? Yeah. Bert, Bert reads a lot, man. He's, yeah. he's always got his face in a book. Yeah. Actually lately he's had his whole face in Elden ring. Really? Uh, <laughs> destroyed Elden ring, man. He's beat it 18 times. Jesus Christ. I'm not fucking kidding. Isn't that the longest game on earth? No, it's pretty long though, but yeah. it's hard. It's not super hard, but it's pretty hard. And he's I beat. Had, my wife, beat the fuck my out wife bought it, spent three di three days making her character, and then never That's started the best part. playing it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though, it's it's good, man. I beat it yeah. twice. Everybody says and it's great. I fucking love it. Yeah, is Bird still in Australia? Yep, yeah, still there. What? Been there for about ten years now, I think. If I remember correctly, I was like, what the hell took you to Australia? He goes, I fucking hated it here. I was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> he might yeah, have the right idea based on the past couple of weeks. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no he's a little up and down, I'm sure, about it. I mean, it's it's different, that much of a change, you know. So it's been a little hard for him, I think, overall. But yeah. he's accustomed. He's got a wife and two kids there now. and there yeah. you, go. you know. Do you ever get tired? Yeah. Do you ever get tired of the emo label? Like, be honest with um, me, does that ever get to I you? I used to, yeah. That's that's kind of where I was headed earlier. I, I, we, since, you know, I feel like it's, like, there's two things about it that kind of bum me out. I think it's uh, the one that I feel like that's upsetting to the emo scene mm. because we didn't come from that scene, you know? So I feel like it's disgracing them in some ways, you know what I mean? And even the Screamo one, I kind of, like, I get it, okay, you know? Yeah. But I feel like that even, I feel like, you know, it's like, um, here's an old band. It's like Faith No More. Like, what type mm. of music are they? You know what I mean? Right. Like, Who the fuck are knows? they a screamo band too? Yeah. You know? Because, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you listen to like a Faith No More record and it's everything, you know? So they have, they don't really have a genre. They're kind of genre list. And I've always kind of put us into that category, just like rock, you That's know? weird because I don't feel like emo screamo, the term even came until five, six years after you guys were even on the fucking well, Yes, exactly. Because that was grade Probably. school for, that was grade school for me. I was uh, the MySpace era fucking, there was kids in my grade school, everybody wearing spike studded belts. Emo was a thing. And when I think of the used, one of the first things that come to my mind is like MySpace emo. And you guys had already been established for like well before then. So like when I listen to something like later on in your career, like th there's second, third record where I'm like, this isn't emo at all. This is fucking, rock. this is a rock song. What the fuck? Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. That's how I feel too. It's, it's really, and it's hard to say, you know, oh, you guys are my favorite emo band. It's like, okay, that's. Right. right. <laughs> Thank okay. you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, because I mean, yeah, and I, I it is weird because nowadays, you know, God, 20 years later, 
there's an emo revival or whatever. Like, do you guys look at that and feel some sort of kinship to these new bands that are coming out doing more of the heavier emo screamo type shit? Like, or, or do you still feel kind of displaced from that in a certain perspective? Or do you feel at fault for bringing them to the light? Yes, there you go. That's what I was going to get into more. I've said that before. I've said that. Before. No, I honestly, I feel, I feel displaced on earth. So I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel like I was born on the wrong planet sometimes. And yeah. um, maybe, uh, so it's, it's hard to say, um, you know, and you can't, you know, the, I guess the highest compliment a band can get as being influenced by right. you know sure. right and yeah. so even those bands that i don't like yeah. you know yeah. and you got you're probably just talking about right now even those bands you know hey that's that's fucking cool though i influenced if i personally influence you know me as being yeah. part of the used that's fucking awesome you know what yeah. i'm saying i'm a yeah um, i'm a big believer whether it's your fault or not yeah uh, and in some cases <laughs> your triumph or not i'm a big believer that so many of these huge bands that we hear today like a mike hammer and avril or whatever those things they they wouldn't they wouldn't exist without the use it's you guys started that whole shit it's so important your band is so important to me and to music in my opinion oh man that's nice of you i, I mean from that i guess kind of the flow from that and this is once again like we're going to go through some corny bullshit you know interview questions but you don't have like exactly a genre, but like, what the hell were you guys listening to that led you to where you were? Like, what was the, what the connecting thread as a band? Like every band has that connecting thread of artists that you love. Like who were you guys listening to before you went and fucked up skate parks? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, that's the hard part is we, everybody in the band listened to different music. I mean, we had stuff that we kind of, kind of flowed together on, mm -hmm. you know, but it was like such a wide genre of what we were into. I mean, Bert was, Back at that time, I mean, God, it's hard for me to pin down, I guess, what each yeah. person was really into, but Burke grew up on like super heavy shit. Yeah. You know? Like Converge is one of his favorite bands of all time. Hey, mine um, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and me, I kind of similar. I mean, that Cave and Entire Heart Stops, one of the best records ever, for yeah. sure. I still think. Um, Sepultura, uh, Roots. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, that's when I we got to work with Ross. I was like, come on, dude, tell me some yeah, tell me some shit about roots, man. He did. He told me something pretty fucking crazy, actually. We're kind of jumping off topic here. Do but it. I thought we you know that you know that record, right? Yeah, uh, very well. Obviously. Yeah. You know the part where they're chanting? Yeah. He said he woke up. He was he was in Brazil in a Brazilian forest, camping with all these no shit, camping with all these like um indigenous people that lived in the area because the band wanted to record some stuff with them yeah. so he woke up in the middle of the night and he just it was pitch black he couldn't see anything and i think his eyes started adjusting and he could see a fire off in the distance but he woke up to chanting like lots of people chanting and he's yeah. like oh fuck, what am i doing and he looks over and all of the beds with the the band and everyone else is gone so he woke up and everybody's gone and he's alone and he's like Oh my God. Like his first thought is, are they eating them? <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> and then he kind of creeps through the woods to follow the light. It was this huge bonfire. They had this massive bonfire and everyone was chanting and doing a bunch of crazy shit. He said, Ew, that's dope. Um, rip. It's pretty scary, but it's awesome. Those stories about fucking Sepultura, man. That's cool though to hear about. Like, and so what else were you listening to back in? I want to know what you were listening to when you guys were first like creating the use and i want to know what you're listening to now yeah that's an even better um, question i i uh i used to love james brown so i, okay, I have a thing for go. old uh dude. dude i have a thing for old like 70s and 60s like r&b and soul oh my oh, you're god a bass player. Dude. that's why right that's 100 in my heart player. 
yeah, that's definitely it. That was my first listening stuff. And first being excited about music was all that kind of stuff. Oh, all yes. I mean, Earth, Earth, Wind & Fire is still one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah. Can't help it. We, <laughs> me, and you can, me and you can hang out, brother. Let's go. Okay, cool. Often, cool. often like twice a week, I just go to YouTube and I type in James Brown best dance moves or yep. James Brown best shows. And you just go for an hour watching. You're like, is he the best performer in the history of performing? Yeah, he was pretty badass. Oh my God. Well, yes. for maybe not as a human, but as far I, as music yeah. goes. Uh, well, I'm not worried about human status here, but I mean, <laughs> I as far as I can say, I'm a big Kanye West fan. I could separate anything. Out, bro. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> you deal. Know what I mean? <laughs> but no, all right. So good. Um, also, I listened to um, back in the day when, yeah. when the record was coming out, I listened to a lot of funk. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, well, like I said, Faith No More. I was really yeah. into Faith No More. Um, oh, even yeah. all of like Mike Patton's side projects, I was pretty yeah. into all that stuff. Cause I like, I like interesting and like abstract and a little yeah. off, you know, um, Mr. Bungle, which is- oh, Mr. Bungle, wow. Everyone loves Mr. Bungle, yeah. but you, have you ever heard the Mr. Bungle side project without Mike Patton? Doubtful. I just know Mr. My, Bungle. One of my favorite bands. Really? Um, yeah, I've seen them play twice and they're fucking so sick. Um, it's called Secret Chiefs Three. <laughs> it's it's fucking some of it the goods because I mean it's it's kind of a band that's a bunch of bands put together, yeah. so yeah. it's like it's like three main guys I think, but they record a bunch of different music for a bunch of like each one is his own band almost yeah, yeah. You know? so but then they put that together into a record so it's kind of all over the place, but their coolest shit their fucking coolest shit is like Turkish metal. Whoa, oh my god, dude, let's dude the go. guy. Dude, the guy has, um, he has a couple of guitars. He has like a spats, like whatever those things are called that are like, um, like Turkish guitars, but his main fender he uses, this is going to blow your fucking mind. His main fender he uses, he added three strings to the bottom. So it's a nine string guitar and he added frets in between some of the frets to get semitones. Dude. It's so sick. Is it's he trying so to make sick. like an electric sitar in a weird way? Like, kind of listen. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. Look, watch, watch live videos of their, Try to find the Turkish stuff because that's when he uses the cool. It sounds cooler, but you got I mean, it's, guys it's like that interesting. adding strings and guys like West Borland removing strings. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Right. Either way, it's pretty tight. That shit's um, great. I love all that weird tunings, all that stuff. I fucking love it. That shit's my. Oh favorite. yeah, what me you, too. What's some of your favorite? What like? What are you vibing today? Um, today, uh, I listen to a lot of uh, like Ethiopian jazz and uh, jazz. Um, there's a band called, uh, Ebo Taylor. Uh-huh. It's this guy from Africa. That's fucking sick, dude. Yeah. Fuck um, yes. Played some of the songs at my wedding actually, which is really funny. Oh, nice. Um, I had a really interesting wedding too, but, uh, <laughs> um, God, we had an Indian band play too. And they're still like living off grid for part of the year every year. Cause I think that was a thing you were doing at least when we were hanging before. Yeah. That's, uh, so I live in Hawaii mostly. Yeah. Nice. Right. Um, oh, you're rich. You live in Hawaii. No, it's, it's actually kind of a shack. It's falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most but, exceptions about sounds them. cool. Yeah. yeah. What island? Uh, the cool one. Oh, Maui. Maui. Oh, nice. dude, that that's so rad. We yeah. move around a lot, though. You know, yeah. I've been, but I'm not currently. I'm not at home. I've been off island for about a year because. Um, long story short, I got a new puppy. He's a Hawaiian puppy. You yeah. know, um, he hurt his arm really bad, and we thought he had to get surgery. Mm. Um, but it was in the middle of COVID, which is Hawaii was segregated. Each yeah. Island you couldn't go to because it was, uh, they're all on their own separate quarantine. Yeah. So it would be a, an emergency. You'd have to fly an emergency to a different Island. Oh, wow. And he's a big boy. So he's got to go on a big flight. 
yeah. you know, so you have to have the right plane to do it. Jesus. And then we would have to get a hotel the whole time. And it was a mandatory 14 day quarantine. What? So that just, it was like so unaffordable that we yeah. flew to California and now I haven't been able to get him back yet <laughs> because it's, Oh wow. So yeah, you're still in, still in California. Still in California. It's really complicated going back and forth with dogs, especially big boys like that. Trip. What kind of dog? Um, he is a half German shepherd and half Catahoula. So he oh, looks like, uh, looks like a, everyone says a dingo or a wolf sort of. <laughs> oh. he, he actually escaped one day and he's like the sweetest dog ever. He's super sweet, um, but he looks a little wild. You know, he's got mm. those yellow eyes and he's got really pointy ears, but he's completely camo looking, you know? <laughs> Um, but he ran over to our neighbor's door and cause they have a Chihuahua and he loves dogs. So he got so excited, ran over to our neighbor's door and was bouncing on the front door, trying to get them to open the door. And they thought some wolf escaped and they were screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and here I'm in my yard being like, where the fuck did he go? <laughs> uh, yeah. The other families having a fucking panic attack is they think a wolf's trying to pound their door down. God, oh. man, I gotta be careful. I need to get him a bright collar so he doesn't get shot. So people know that he's somebody's yeah. dog. He's not. Well, I mean, now he's gotten better. He's not as like back then. He was a little frantic and a little skinnier, so he looked more like a wolf. Now he's like when he sees a person, his ears go down. Yeah. So yeah. it's like okay, well, he's sweet. You know what I mean? He's not right. like. Well, at first he used to stand up on his back legs when he got it, like, and all of his hair would stick up, and he was like, he's like muscly, so he yeah. would get up like that and look like so a, he's a a werewolf. That's like, it. Have you seen dog soldiers at all? That's what he no. looked like. Oh, you should. It's it's a good werewolf movie, actually. I have I have a black lab German Shepherd Husky who is a hundred oh. like a hundred pounds. He he looks like a badass, but he is the biggest pussy to ever walk the face of the earth. Like definitely this guy look might not be that much. He could probably fuck someone up if he wanted to. But <laughs> he's got fists for paws. Yeah. My <laughs> dog my dog watches Bravo and like eats human food all day. He's just a pussy. Nice. He's a, okay, he's that's a, cool. he's a giant pussy. Such a little bitch. <laughs> well, yeah. On a on a non musical note, Kenny and me were talking before this, and he said you're a big streamer because we were talking about video games a little bit earlier. Like, what what are you fucking with with video games right now? Um. Yeah, I do this uh, Twitch stream, and it's it's mostly just for my own mental uh, mental health, which sounds weird. It doesn't. It doesn't. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? Same, same for me. COVID was long, man. It's still going. It's still long. And we don't fucking tour as much as I need to to actually yes. feel like a human being anymore, you know? Yes. So, yeah, I started this stream called Grass Destroyer, okay? Yep. First off, it's not a weed thing, which is would be fucking That's hilarious. That's Kenny's thing. That's Kenny's Great thing. Name. Would be hilarious. I wish I would have thought it was going to be a weed thing, but I have to be honest, it's not, okay? <laughs> it was mostly uh, me and my dog, uh, not being able to keep our yard looking like a human's yard, you know? <laughs> oh my um, God. That and any plant someone tries to get me to take care of dies for some reason. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I stream, I, it, it, it varies. It's been, I did some base stuff on there before. Mostly it's just awkward doing base stuff yeah. on that. Yeah. You know? Record um, my tots, and stuff. That's a hard part. Twitch, you can't do that yeah. if you want to keep the video up. Right. You know, if really? you do it offline, yeah, if you keep the video up, you get flagged and get DCM, DMC, yeah. or run DMC'd, you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, so the only way I could actually have videos stay up for people to watch, you know, is I can't play my own band's music. Right. <laughs> yeah. Every time I try to like make a, here's how I made this song video. I put it up, gets taken down right away. You're like, it's my fucking song. Do you know how many times I've been Instagram strike for posting a video of my own band's music? It's a, this is <laughs> copy. Happens, but... co 
I wrote this shit. What are you talking about? You can't copyright strike me. So, Jeff, do you do regular streams or is it kind of off the cuff and you put up the tweets that I've seen about when you're going to yeah. do um, I had I had a solid schedule going for a while. Um, my schedules just had to vary a lot because I've been trying to move back home, yeah. you know, and then when I tour, I don't have a good touring setup. Yeah. You know, and also uh, I have to stream late because I told you I have a puppy who is. Turns out German Shepherd Catahoula Mix is the most energetic dog possible. So, <laughs> nice. so all of my days is trying to get him tired so I can sleep at night. <laughs> oh but I, so I usually do nighttime streams sometime about 8 p.m. Yeah. Like California time, 8 p.m. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been doing Fridays and Saturdays lately. Um, but as of now, since we're going on tour soon and I've got a bunch of stuff I have to take care of, I'm not going to be able to stream and tell tour. But yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun, man. Like I was saying, we, we do some game stuff. We do some just chatting. Sometimes we just have like fans come on and we talk about stories like, that. you know, oh, that's like it, it's been really cool way to connect with people, because I, like I said before, like I'm I mean, now I sound fine. Right. And it takes me a minute to warm up to people. I was I was a really fucking shy kid, man. Yeah. Like anxiety ridden shy kid, you know, yeah. and so I've learned to work through that a lot. And doing stuff like this has really helped me in, in many different ways. And come out of my shell a little bit more, but. I mean, shit, playing shows to thousands of kids, shaking hands and signing CDs, being forced social interactions, probably. It's either help. It's actually, it's actually, I've got a, I've got a break, not a break, Um, having this in front of me and going yeah. on stage, it's like mm -hmm. a barrier. It's yeah. like, yeah. no one's looking at me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but yeah. if I had to go up on stage without this thing, it's like, Oh, that's that's, that's <laughs> i love playing shows at outdoor amphitheaters when you can wear sunglasses on stage and not feel like a douchebag yeah, that's yeah. when i feel like i have a weird barrier where i can just absolutely like no in, like uh, no oh just in, in wall i built a spaceship so that i could hide behind my keys and my whirly and my things so that i could just like and then i started playing like this yeah, yeah, yeah. i get it dude i get it man and that's the thing. I've never been one. I sing and I play guitar. I'm out in front of fucking seven people. Like I, like I, I don't mind being in front of people, but I almost kind of love the feeling of being able to like, like the kid from big daddy, like hide behind the sunglasses. And I don't know what it is. Like maybe I don't have to make eye contact with people or something, but like, I totally understand that feeling of having something that makes you feel kind of impervious to everything else while you're on stage. Like that's a fucking cool feeling, man. Like how long it's did really it take nice. How long did it take you as a musician, as a shy dude, to really feel comfortable on stage? Because you guys didn't have that much warm up before you kind of hit the big time. Um, you know, it's oh, that's a good question. Uh, it's it's the kind of, you know what it is. It's uh, I mean, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about here. Um, when you first start playing shows, you kind of go into like a zone, right? Mm -hmm. You yep. know what I mean? And yep. you're not you're not you're not meant to, I mean, later on, this obviously changes, but you're not really aware what's happening. You just know the, the movements, you know, the hand, the muscle memory is all there. And the muscle memory is sort of taking over and you're just yeah. kind of vibing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Later on, um, you get better and better at that till you'd be like, oh, oh shit, man. man, did I leave food out? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. I wonder what, I wonder what uh, my wife's doing right yeah, now. Yeah. What's the you score know? of the game right now? Well, I would actually do the yeah. back mic and be like, yo, what's the score right now? Isn't that weird though? That like, it almost becomes old hat in a certain perspective to where your mind can wander. But then yeah. you think back to like those early, early shows where you're like, this is the only thing on earth that matters. And yep. then that's such a fucking weird. Now, now ever, the thing. Good. I've been driving a car and you're like, 
I don't feel like I've been paying attention for the last five yeah, yeah. It's it's the same yes. thing. Yeah, exactly. Like the last 20 miles, I have no idea. What I have no idea what's happening. It's funny. No. The more shows that I played, the higher I learned I could be. <laughs> I get it. You know what's fucked, man? I can't, I can't smoke weed and play shows. Really? It, it hits my anxiety so much right, and right, it fucks right. me up, dude. But I can't, and I found this out the hard way. I can't record and smoke weed either. It fucks me up so really? bad. See, I'm the complete, I think complete I could. opposite. I'm full anxiety, panic, yeah. sweating, yeah. heart racing, even after the show 1000. But if I smoke weed, I don't give a shit. Watch oh, this. Man. You know? You're so lucky. You're so lucky, dude. <laughs> it just helps. We, helps last month, we just did our, last month, we just did our first big like hometown headline since the pandemic. And I think I've made a decision that I'm not going to drink as heavily because I'm not a big drinker. I'm not a big drinker. I do it to take the edge off before a show or whatever. And uh, the emotion got to me because I was just so excited and anxious and everything like that. And to be completely honest, I was a little too drunk on stage and I don't want to do that because I remember afterwards, somebody coming (laughs) up to me and being like, you said, let's fucking go. 46 times and i was like yeah because i'm like a run through a brick wall kind of a guy kenny always says that i care too much i treat i treat uh, music like it's fucking football and uh yeah i think i'm gonna maybe post pandemic maybe not do that as much like what's your what's your pre-show routine like now that you guys are getting back out on tour like do you have like a way that you kind of like mentally get yourself ready uh you know, uh, we do. We always have a band hug. Um, we we've been doing this thing lately where we go through the whole set, kind of before we play. And mostly that was because um, we had a newer guitar player at the time, mm-hmm. and we were trying to get him comfortable with these songs. You know, mm-hmm. but then it turned into a thing to where now we all just warm up together. Now we just sit in the room and go through the entire set. Yeah. Um, Bert sings through it too. He comes in and out. You know what I mean? Just yeah. warming up. It, it's really been helpful. In a lot of ways, actually. Yeah. You know, before it was just each person just stretching, you know, whatever you do. I would just run through scales that I knew and like, yeah. you know, warm up scales that I knew, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'd run through, <laughs> run through shit on my own and just kind of figure it out. And then, you know, be ready for it. But now pink, it's been fucking night and day difference for this, just for everybody's mental health too, you know? Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I remember going back to getting fucked up on stage. <laughs> I remember the exact moment when I realized when like I found the line. There it is. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> Can't go there anymore. Yeah. Where was that. it? Oh God. It was after two blunts with Be Real on a Prophets of Rage tour. <laughs> well, because like I had been the story, the quick story is we did a tour with Prophets of Rage, which is Rage Against the Machine with Cypress Hill and Chuck D from Public Enemy. Cypress Hill. Oh man, I got a funny like, story about that. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, he'd be, Remind me, because I got a story about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd get like a pound of weed delivered to him every day, smoking, and the whole tour, like eight weeks, I'm like, please let me smoke with B. Please let me smoke. I'm the only person who smokes weed in my band. Please let me represent the very last day of tour. His manager comes in and goes, yo, B wants B wants to smoke a blunt or whatever. I was like, yes, now's the time. It was be real. I couldn't stop smoking, be like, okay, I'm high enough. I'm good. No, I, I just... You got to represent, dude. Dude, I got on stage and I didn't know what fucking planet I was on. I made so many mistakes. I was like, okay, I found the line. There it is. (laughs) Were you just like playing the air? Like you weren't even hands on the keys? Like From my station, I triggered all the tracks. I handled all the countdowns. I did a little station. I was the Asian computer guy. I ran a lot of the talkback mics and like all that shit. 
and uh, I would forget to start songs, or I'd start them too early, or I'd accidentally turn off the tracks on accident in the Jesus middle of the song. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. When you got back there, did you and Aaron just, like, square up in a closet? Like, did he's like, hey, Kenny, let me talk to you real oh, quick. Dude, you know what's funny? <laughs> I remember one, a different time. I was smoking a joint outside, and he goes, do you really think you should be smoking that much before we go on stage? And I remember going, you're not my fucking dad. <laughs> anyway, what was the story, Jeff? Give it to me. Um, well, God, there's like four stories I had that all came together. I, all. I was like, oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I don't know which one I should tell now. Um, <laughs> all of them. Side note, uh, Bert. I mean, you know, Bert can handle weed, but fuck, yeah. man. He was doing multiple dabs and then going on stage. Jesus. You know what I mean? He was doing these things. Uh, he was doing snake dabs. Like he would get the dab as long as he oh, could. Oh, Lord. Like, and he would do that whole thing. And then we'd go play. Be like, how the fuck, dude? How are you standing? Yeah. Number one, yeah. you do that new interviews too. <laughs> like nothing throat. affects him. What? And your throat, just like to hit all that and then go sing is tough. Jesus. Yeah, he's he can handle weed. He's always been able to handle weed. It's yeah. just been easy on him. Um, I can't. I, so the, I'm going to fuck this story up because I don't know the whole story. Yeah. But we were playing in Indonesia, and uh, was it Indonesia? Yeah. No, it wasn't Indonesia. I think it was in Florida. I don't remember where we were. We were in <laughs> same thing. It's either Indonesia, Florida, I don't know, Canada. I don't know. But, Both uh, foreign countries, basically. Man, I almost don't want to tell a story because I don't know the, all the details. I like the guessing. So, <laughs> we were somewhere and something happened. <laughs> the caps. That's it. <laughs> Good story, huh? Yeah. Um, Bert got, Bert, I think uh, Prophets of Rage were on tour. That's where the story came in. Um, and they were with us. And it was a fucking hotel. See, I'm not going to tell this story very well. <laughs> Let me just skip ahead to something else. Anyway, video games. Yeah, I've been playing. Um, <laughs> All types of shit. Grass Destroyer. I've been playing Grass Destroyer games. Actually, I did just start playing Returnal, and it's really fucking good, actually. Oh, interesting. Wait, are you, you're mostly PC, right? No, I wish. I'm not that. I'm not a, I'm a console peasant. Wait, so <laughs> am I, but you're Xbox, right? That's why we don't play together? Uh, PlayStation. No, we play the same shit. Although I got it all, very but different games, very different. Games. Uh, do we, what do you play? Um, COD, GTA, Rocket League. Uh, oh, fun. A couple of random things like that. You're going to have to add me, but no, I, I definitely play the, the nerdy, cute games. Yeah. Yeah. You, and my <laughs> no, wife. I, I get, I get out there. I'm just, I can't play sports. Yeah. Not, again, I'm, I'm a, I'm too much of a nerd to play sports, which is, <laughs> you play sports. What's, the, what's the nerdiest shit you're into? Ethiopian oh jazz. Yeah. <laughs> that could be that could be it. No, um fuck nerdiest shit I'm into. Uh oh, Dragon Quest by far. That's, oh. nothing could be nerdier than that, right? Yeah. Pretty nerdy, that's, dude. That's up. Japanese there. number one, Japan's number one video game. Yeah. That's funny. into it. No. God damn. Oh, Jeff, we're gonna have to jump up in some PS party chats and just vibe and fuck kick yeah. it and just have dude, a good time. Get on get on Elden Ring. See if you can beat it once to tell Bert. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god, that'd be so fun to jump in with Bert. <laughs> you can, yeah. Well, no, he's PC though, but oh, is he? I did. What was yeah. that? There was an app. This is so random. There was an app where you would send like five second video messages to people and it would have different filters. Fuck, what was it called? I feel like you'd know Snapchat? what it was Snapchat. like Snapchat. It started with an app anyway randomly yeah. Bert and I started sending each other messages on this and for like six months every day we were just like talking <laughs> to this random thing that's like, awesome gee, that's yeah. so funny it's, man. Oh my God. it's hilarious man 
I can't I can't wait to see the dudes. We're we're getting ready for a tour, right? Yeah, I was gonna ask what's so what's what's coming up with the 20th anniversary and the tours and all that shit. Yeah, we just put out um we just put out a whole we put out a cassette tape <laughs> actually for the 20th Hell anniversary. Yeah. yeah. We put out a cassette tape, um, which is on our website now, a bunch of cool new merch stuff. That's all like represent off the 20th, you know. Yeah. The first record being out for 20 years, you know. Yeah. Um, and then we got a tour with Rise Against coming Love up. Love that. Dude, I'm really that? fucking stoked. Those dudes are super awesome. I made, you know? I, can I tell a Rise Against story? Please. Like you guys. Is it better than my story about forgetting it? Or is it? <laughs> no, probably not. Rise, I've been following Tim since the Killing Tree, mm. since Baxter, like way back in the day. And I remember the one of the first big shows we played, Rise Against was headlining. And he did the like, you know, give it up for AWOL Nation. That right there was a fucking amazing moment for me. But then I got to talk to him backstage and I was like, yo, I've been following you since Baxter. And he's like, fuck, I'm so old. Like, you remember that shit? I'm like, dude, I'm a, such a big Tim fan. That's Bro, Rise Against is one of those bands that like we talk about sometimes, like some bands try and get political and it comes off disingenuous. That's one of those bands that is very, very genuinely means what they say. I've always appreciated Rise Against for that. Yeah. yeah people they're like cool, heavy man. shit. Going back to the killing tree was like that's like almost almost hardcore. It's fuck so yeah, heavy. It's so good. I see you guys are playing the fucking forum. Yeah, that's what I heard. What? Too. That's that's gonna be that's interesting. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. I just read that today because someone's like, "Where are you played in L.A.?" and I was like, "Whoa, A stadium." <laughs> okay. Hell yeah, that's gonna be. Big. Oh yeah, with rising dude, rise against in the U's playing the forum. That's that's fucking flames, dude. 20,000 people, 18,000 people. Sold out. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what it's at. <laughs> Shit, I'm just going to say sold out no matter what. Kenny, where's he playing in Philly? Can I, you see? If you sell it out, you get your name on the wall. Really? Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of names names up there. Do got, you have do you have your name on the wall, Kenny? Oh, fuck no. Oh, oh I was going to I thought this was one of those things where Kenny was going to be like, you know, well, I got I, my name on the wall. My name's on the my wall. On a few walls, but we got to play like the K-Rock Weenie Roasts and like those okay. Like little festivals at the forum, but like, what a special, special thing to play the fucking forum. That's crazy. did I ever? Did I? God, I don't know if I ever told you this. Maybe I did. Um, we played. Uh, was it the Weenie Roast or was it? Uh, it was a K Rock show, right? Yeah. And they had a rotating stage, and this was yeah. in two thousand like four or something. Yeah. Two thousand five. Yeah. I can't they still remember. Got it. They still got it. Um, one side. Uh, so we were playing. This is our first time playing this. This yeah. is when K Rock liked us, and I did think we didn't upset K Rock, but this is probably why K Rock got upset with us. Um, <laughs> we were on stage, and uh, you know, we only have a couple minutes, and Bert, you know, everybody was just sitting there and staring at us because they're all in seats, I think. Yeah. yeah. And Bert was like, All right, this next song's box full. I want you to throw everything you have in your hands on stage. They had <laughs> full beers, they had pizza, they had so much fucking food, right? <laughs> all this food and beer and alcohol and whatever was just getting thrown on stage. Um, stage hands got pissed, turned on the rotation thing. So we started turning <laughs> while we're still playing <laughs> and it got jammed with all the food and gunk. It got jammed in the fucking sides. Right. And so they're like pissed. Though. We're still playing. They're grabbing our gear and throwing it off stage while we're playing. They ended up grabbing us and throwing us off stage, like in the middle of the song. But it was fucking hilarious. And this is when this whole, this is a debacle, debacle. This yeah. is, <laughs> this is something that existed that is still kind of um, affecting our lives in some ways. Um, <laughs> so the band after us was Juan. 
Yeah. And so we're backstage. Um, Bert's laying in the hallway because he just got thrown into the hallway by these huge security guards. <laughs> so he's laying there and um, Billy Corgan comes walking in front of Bert. Bert was a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan. Yeah. Huge Smashing Pumpkins fan, right? So Bert, being Bert, put his foot out and tripped Billy. <laughs> <laughs> dude was pissed dude was so mad dude what he was the... so fucking oh, pissed Bill, off not a Billy... guy. There's not dude, a and he turned guy. around and he fucking kicks Bert in the ribs as hard as he can <laughs> there is turn... not an episode of this podcast that doesn't go by without a Billy Corgan story I swear to Christ dude Great. We, we, I, I swear to God every single fucking yeah. episode somebody's like and Billy Corgan did this dumb shit like we were down in Nashville with the Black Keys like two weeks ago and there was a fucking 20 minute story about billy corgan i was on a call with gibson guitars the other day and they were like maybe you guys should do something with billy corgan and i was like i don't think we can do anything with billy corgan did. We billy talk too corgan much does shit. not have a funny bone in his body <laughs> and the fact that bert put his foot out to triple makes <laughs> that's awesome. bert so much. Oh, i'm God. buying all that's your awesome. merch now just for that story yeah, he, he didn't laugh he didn't think it was funny and he was even even later on years later no joke we know the story because we knew people in the camp yeah um Later on, he warned security guards that we were at a show because he didn't want us to be around him. Shut the fuck <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, he told that shit personally, dude. Yeah, dude, real we, personal. I, I will I will sacrifice my firstborn child that I don't have yet to get Billy Corgan on this podcast just to rebut every fucking thing. Because, I mean, yeah, Kenny, start, Kenny started this. Kenny started the <laughs> Billy Corgan war, dude. I did, oh, a, I did a three-day writing session with just me and Bill, old Bill. And it was, it, yeah, it was incredible and fun in those like hero kind of ways. But if we had Billy Corgan on this podcast, there wouldn't even be a chuckle or a giggle. It would just see that stale. Oh man. Very stale. And he loves to talk about himself, which I liked because I was a big fan. So I kept asking him questions. How did you get that guitar tone on zero? And he's like, do you want to know? <laughs> it was scary. Three SM57s. And you're like, oh. SM57 on a Marshall. Got it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's Deep. It. I because I love Smashing Pumpkins too so much. Yeah. And I've I'm friends with some people that have been in his band or are in his band. Yeah. And they're all so fucking cool. And they're such good people. Yeah. You know, and so it's like I I you know, I don't hate that dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I still yeah. look up to him. Same. You know, yeah. and and him having issues with Bert is. Maybe it's not a real issue. Maybe he's just paranoid it's going to happen again because he's so serious, yeah. which is a possibility because birds yeah. are unpredictable. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I've I've been in that situation many times, so I get it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm just used to unpredictability in my life. So Dude, that's, sure. that's what makes the best frontmen, though. Aaron and AWOL was the same way. He's the fucking dumbass. We'd be like, we're in an elevator with Miley Cyrus and her crew, and he just lets out the loudest fucking fart. You know? <laughs> oh man. Dude. <laughs> Um, uh, what, uh, so, uh, you're in this, uh, how do I word this? Um, what's your other band called? I'm sorry, Kenny. A uh, fitness was the other one. Fitness. That's right. So this is a, this is a story that I don't think, uh, hopefully your singer doesn't get upset with. He would never, he's the, <laughs> oh, we okay. don't care anyway. I, I feel like, I feel like he's the nicest dude ever. That's why I don't, that's why I'm telling you this now, but the nicest guy ever, but the biggest shit talker ever and can take it. If you don't follow Okay, him. perfect. Okay. So this is not about him though. And hopefully this doesn't get me beat up in the future because I don't mean it mean against anyone. Oh, but yeah. I was fucking wrecked at a friend's wedding, like blind wrecked. <laughs> I couldn't see anything like like that bad. Like it was like time to go home, Jeff. You know, it was like it was really bad, right? 
And I was just fucking blind drunk. And this dude comes over to me is talking. No, this dude is talking to another dude and I'm fucking so blind. So I'm also, I've got eye issues. You know what I mean? I I'm blind legit anyway, for some other reasons, but that being said, I was just not visual. I was visually impaired plus impaired visually. Um, (laughs) So I get up and um, this dude's talking about his band and I'm like, Oh, drunk, drunk, Jeff. Oh, you're that dude. That's in Kenny's band. And the dude is like, who? And instantly right there, I was like, oh my God, that's not the dude that's in Kenny's band. This is a different <laughs> dude. I know this dude, this dude hates me. <laughs> this dude has issues with other people in my band. Oh God. Oh God. Who did <laughs> like, who the who fuck is it? Kenny? Uh, fuck. Um, it's a singer of Dillinger. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh. he doesn't look anything like no, Max doesn't look anything. That's what I'm saying. That's why I felt I was so embarrassed and I was so upset. And I was like, fuck. And I just had to kind of keep playing with it. I was like, yeah, yeah uh, maybe, uh, he's like, which band was it? And I was like, oh, fuck. Am I going to upset him now? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, no matter what I said, I'm digging this hole deeper. I'm like, yeah. I can't remember. It's like, you can't remember what your fucking friend's band's name. I was like, yeah. oh God. Godsmack. Like, I don't want to, I just don't want to piss anybody off. I'm just here to be nice to everyone. That's oh, so funny, dude. Speaking, speaking of Max, who is the singer of Eve Six and then also my band Fitness. Oh, I got a story I about that too. Him. He's a singer of Eve Six. Oh, I have met him before. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. I have the best story. Oh my God. Yes. Well, yeah. Oh. Save the story. I was going to say, I met Max. I think the <sighs> second time I ever had hung out with Max was at the That's one funny. and only show that I played with you guys, which was one of the Utah Salt Lake big show or whatever they're called. Big ass show. That's big the ass. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh. uh, I got to, that's where I met Max anyway. Give me your Max story, dude. Oh my God. Wait, is it the same, same show that he, I'm talking about? I think so. He is going to remember this. Yeah. He is going to remember this and he might be upset with me. I can't wait to tag him in. It's going to be great. Okay. That's all right. Um, Pull oh him for socials. God, dude. I, and that's why he looked familiar to me. I thought he looked familiar and I couldn't make it click. And so I'm, now it clicks. Um, so we played, I think it was, it was either Big Ass Show or Warped Tour at that. I'm pretty sure it was a Big Ass Show. Um, Eve 6 was late. Yep. They didn't show up, right? They were like two hours, three hours late. It was something oh. like that. And we were, uh, we played our set or we were playing after him. We either played after him or before him. And there was nobody on that stage because all the bands played because they kept pushing all the bands together. Yeah. And I could be fucking this part up, but part being is, um, the person on the stage was just like, hey, uh, can you and some friends go up there and just kind of jam? Because <laughs> they didn't know what else to do and there's all these kids waiting. So we were like, sure, fuck it. And we just got up there and we were just fucking around, playing whatever the fuck we wanted. Um, and we started pretending we were Eve Six. That's what I remember. That's the big ass. <laughs> and we started playing that, that you know, the big Eve Six hit song. Yep. Guess who fucking pulls up in their bus? Guess who fucking <laughs> oh, pulls up yes. in their bus, gets out of their bus, all amped, jumps out of the bus, runs up to stage, and we're fucking pretending to be yeah. them on stage in front of everyone. Dude, I oh remember that. I was going to so funny <laughs> bring that story up because I was going to say something like, I think you guys covered an Eve Six song that day, but that's what that was. Not co- oh. I mean, we didn't know the song, so we were just, <laughs> that's but you could just better. tell, like, um, like they were singing the chorus of it, so you could tell yeah. that's what it, but it was, you know, it wasn't in the right key. wasn't in the music. was completely wrong. That's even even the, the lyrics weren't correct except for the melody. So that's, you're like, we were covering <laughs> a song and we actually didn't even know the song, which actually we're going story for story. This has yeah, nothing yeah. to do with any of us, but Max, <laughs> the one and only infamous mugshot he has is when he got arrested yep. for indecent exposure in Pittsburgh <laughs> uh, and he was in Allegheny jail. I guess he, he was like, I got drunk 
And I asked the front, I got naked, came down to the front desk, asked them for shaving cream. They gave me shaving cream. I went back up to my room. I came back down with shaving cream on my junk and I started to play the piano. And I was like, what a funny story. He goes, I've never played piano. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's geez. even better. Oh my that's God. even better, dude. Yeah. That's... Technically, he's not naked. He's got shaving cream on. It's totally cool. <laughs> yeah. Straight whipped cream, whipped cream bikini. Never go wrong that way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, reminds me of a side story again. Sorry, because these keep happening. Yeah, I like uh, Hell yeah, this is great. One time we were in, um, we were in Malaysia. Yeah, we were in fucking, yeah, it was Malaysia. We've had a couple weird bat stories. Yeah. But, uh, God, this is another, God, there's so many minor stories that keep popping in my head. But <laughs> we were in Malaysia and um, we played the show. And we come back to the hotel. Bert goes into his room to shower, right? So he's showering and he gets out of his room and there's a fucking bat flying around his room. And he's like, oh my God, he like tries to get out of the room. You know what I mean? So he opens the door and runs out the room only because he wasn't expecting a bat to be in there when he, but he's in his towel and the door closes and locks. He's like, oh fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> so he's got to do the walk of shame all the way to the whole fucking place, which is pretty long, all the yeah. way to the front in his towel, naked with wet water all over him. Love it. <laughs> Can I get a room key? Well, I need your ID. I don't yeah, bother. don't have it. Uh, yeah, actually, that was the problem. He had to try to prove which room he was in, too. Yeah, I think I've had that happen to me before where you're like, well, come into the room with me and I'll show you. Yeah. My which sounds creepy you. from a wet guy in a towel. It's like, yeah. please, yeah, I'll right? get back into my room. Yeah, I just you. snuck in here. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah let's yeah. go story for story. One more. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Billy Moeller, incredible bass player, like one of the best bass players alive. He used to play in AWOL. We were in Austin, I think, for like ACL. And four in the morning, the fire alarms go off at the hotel. And he is such a like non-risk taker. No risks. I do not take risks. He naked, without shoes, gets out of bed and runs downstairs as if his room is on fire. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Only for it to be oh. like a false alarm. And he's standing at the front desk with like a t-shirt that somebody had given him, like wrapped around him trying to get back in his room. Um, that, God almighty. that reminds me yeah. hey, <laughs> let's go um uh we were in a hotel in england and you know you can't smoke in those hotels yeah. right and this yeah. is um bert was just in his room just smoking uh weed right so yeah. double double bad um yeah. so the smoke alarm goes off and he <laughs> pretends it's not him you know um smoke alarm keeps going off um he gets a knock on the door and he opens his door <laughs> He's got a joint in his hand. It's fireman. <laughs> like, what's wrong with smoking? He's like, get out. He's like, oh, I gotta get out of here. The hotel's on fire. And he just runs out of the hotel. Jesus Christ. And we were all outside because the entire fucking hotel got evacuated. So the whole band, everybody in the hotel is just standing outside. And Bert's like, I didn't do it. <laughs> just standing there with us. Yeah. Like, if you saw anything, it wasn't me. <laughs> oh my god. Luckily, he didn't get in trouble. I think he got fined. But he's got, As if he's got yeah, As if they don't have problems. his like information for the fucking room. He's just like, nah, it wasn't me, dog. Right. <laughs> like, who was in 408? Yeah, that's the guy whose fault it was. Dude, I, got fine, a couple. I got fined once for smoking. We used to, my room was always the designated weed smoking room. The AWOL managers, Aaron, the singer, everybody would come in and smoke in my room was yeah. a thing. I got one fucking fine and management tried to flip out on me. And I'm like, you were in the room. Shit, <laughs> you're paying it, dude. <laughs> Dude, so okay, last one. I'm sorry. Yeah, Check yeah, this go. out. This is great. Okay, last one for me. That's here well, we maybe. Yeah, I'm done too. We were in Europe on a bus, okay, which is automatically fun. Yeah. And we were going to Sweden. 
um, we're all up, everybody's awake. Uh, we were all kind of half, half of everybody was laying in their bunk, just kind of chilling, you know, like whatever, like watching TV on their phone or some shit like that. And we stop and all of a sudden we hear, um, well, there's, let me tell you the side, I'll tell you my version and then I'll tell you Bert's version because okay, Bert's version is way better than mine. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we stop and, you know, we're doing like that kind of shit and you know, those buses are really fucked and oh. terrible and joints and it's yeah. usually stick shift, which makes them even cooler. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, we stop and the door opens, you know, this little side door and somebody comes on the bus. We're not really thinking about it. Um, the back door opens up and it's the fucking border police, right? <laughs> and the border police and there was, you know, dudes in the back smoking weed, obviously. So um, the border agent sat down with them and just hung out. And since they're Swedish, they're super nice. Nobody was pissed off. It was actually the nicest altercation that I've ever went through with any kind of authority Already, in my yeah. entire life. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're super nice. They had to bring dogs on the bus. So they brought dogs on the bus. I mean, the bus reeked of weed. You yeah. Know? So they brought yeah. dogs on the bus. They didn't make anybody get out of their bunk. They're just hanging out in the bunks, watching the whole time. Super cute dog went through the bus. Um, the lady in the back was the nicest lady ever. Um, they made the dudes that got busted with weed, made them get off the bus and go inside Yeah. and get fines, you know? Um, also, you got fined depending on how much you made a year, which is very weird. Oh, that's interesting. They ask you how much you make a year, and then you tell them, and then they're like, okay, well, you owe this much. It's zero dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it works out if you're smart that way. But <laughs> um, uh, So going back to Bert's version of it, uh, they were smoking this huge bong back there, and Bert was taking a hit, and the fucking door opens, and it's the border police. And he's like this. He's like... Fuck. <laughs> and all the smoke comes out of his mouth. So he can't say, he can't be like, yeah. I don't know whose weed that was. I don't know. That's not a bong. It's a lamp. You know, you can't say anything. It was just instantly busted, instantly in trouble. Oh, I don't think they, they didn't do much. They didn't really find him that much and he didn't really get in that much trouble, but it was pretty funny. Trip, dude, my, my tour manager used to make me swear up and down. Kenny, you don't have weed, right? You don't have weed. And I'm like, no, I don't have weed, but I would actually get my guitar tech to cellophane from a cigarette pack weed lighter it up put it in one of my guitar pedals in the case wow. in the trailer Ooh. and so on the other side of the border i'd be smoking a joint and coach our team's like i know you just got that here and i'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah no yeah for sure of course man <laughs> Jesus yeah we've had some please. fucking crazy shit like that we've had the the i've i mean every band has a fucked up horror story from crossing yeah. into canada oh yeah that's the one. Oh yeah god man we yeah. got they used to not let me in Canada for a while. We had the same problem. Yeah, I have, we were we banned there. From Florida, like when I was like 18 or something. And yeah. every time I'd get pulled aside in like three hours of just fucking old Ken dog talking to immigration. Why the Dude. fuck is Canada so high and mighty? I tell them all the time. I'm like, I'm here to work. I'm, why the fuck do you think I want to be here? I'm here to No work. one wants to go to Canada. <laughs> Jesus. Or they offload or they'll do the thing. The band will offload the merch before the yeah. border crossing and then like so you don't buy have to pay new merch on the other side because it's cheaper than the carne tax or whatever it is that's what we have to do usually too we have merch shipped in for yeah. canada only yeah. yeah it's just too exactly. expensive and and usually we have a box truck that we put all the merch in yeah and we the two guys that two or three guys that can't go into canada with us because they yeah. have like duis or something yep. and they drive that truck to a different state yeah it happens every time we had so here is a last story. Yeah. Here's the most fucked up Canadian thing that's ever happened to us. We had a lot. We've been strip searched. We've had the most fucked up shit happen you can possibly imagine. Um, we had a dude that had a gun. We had 
<laughs> one time we went through and I bought everybody ninja weapons. Hell you know? yeah. But I didn't think a fucking unsharpened ninja star would be illegal in Canada. Okay. <laughs> but they, they took all, so this is, that's not a story I was telling, but anyway, they, they took all of the weapons, confiscated them all. They didn't like our American flag nunchucks for some reason. They took those because those are deadly. We had a Lord of the Rings sword that they let us keep. They let us keep the Lord of the Rings sword, which is the sharpest. It was like a fucking razor. Okay? <laughs> but the unsharpened ninja stars are dangerous weapons. The, the nunchucks with American flags, dangerous <laughs> weapons. Um, anyway, different story. We were crossing the border into Canada. Um, and, you know, the agents are picky. They were like, you guys came too early. Come back later. So yeah. we're like, <laughs> fucking serious? What, is Canada so we had fucking to, closed? Like We had to go. They said the border was closed, which they're not. They just didn't feel like dealing with us. So we went around, got to the American side, and they're like, oh, you just went through. You didn't get stamped. Okay, that's fine. Just come back in. Technically, if you don't get stamped, you didn't leave the country. So right. they're like, okay, fine. So we go back, and we wait at a hotel for like two or three hours. We go into Canada. They were on something this time. They were upset. You know what I mean? They wouldn't let half the band in. They wouldn't let half the crew in. They were just like, no. Nah. No, you're not coming in. I'm sorry. There's nothing you can do about it. You're not fine. And it was like, it was like a couple hours at the border, right? Yeah. Like that usual, but it yeah. took extra long because they were telling us we can't come in. Yeah. So we went, we went back to the American side. Half of us got stamped in, right? We went back to the American side. Um, this is the horror story, by the way. <laughs> our, our, we, our tour manager didn't put our money in a bank before we went into Canada. Uh-huh. Right? Because he was going to put it in in Canada, which is stupid automatically yeah. because you have to claim a certain amount, exactly. you know. And our merch company that was at with at this moment in time our merch we weren't didn't own our merch. We had long story short, we had a merch sale thing that happened in the past, you know, with Warner Brothers pressure and all that fun stuff. But we didn't own our merch. So our merch company was separate, but they were touring with us, right? They had separate money. And we had separate money from other things from like, obviously you need expenses going from place to place. You get paid for the show to have the gas, to, you know, hotels yeah. and all that other shit. So we had that money and the merch money, which were separate. Now we went to Canada or we went to America with over $10,000 because it was put together, you know, and you're supposed to claim that. And that's, our that's, tour manager didn't claim it. He didn't claim it because he wasn't for one, he wasn't thinking about it because he was going to put it in Canada, which is stupid. Um, number two, he didn't have a visa and he was Portuguese. Oh, God. So now he's touring with a band he's been working for in America without a visa coming into a, he just got stamped into Canada. So he's coming into America now without a visa for a working band. Oh shit. So uh, that they, then they found out he has over 10,000. They, they found this out after. Yeah. Okay. So they were just fucking, they were just trying to, fuck him as much as they could because they're like oh you're illegally in america yeah like oh okay so then they we were there for fucking hours hours dude i'm talking like six hours they went through our entire bus they went through our whole trailer they pulled everything out of our trailer and went through every single section of everything and that's when they kept finding more money because they found all the merch money oh god and the merch wasn't ours merch right. was separate they didn't care they considered us as one yeah. one thing so we had to claim that merch together as one unit oh shit so they put that into a pile and just started counting all the stuff we didn't own together with the stuff we did yeah just to add it on him right so we were there for so long and the, the guards were like kind of nice to us even though it was fucking us over in the end you yeah. know we were there past like god anyway long story short uh 
he got deported back to the last country is in, which was Canada. <laughs> no shit. Oh no. So I, I left the denied entry into America, which is for, forever, right? So then we didn't have a tour manager now. We were just like out on our own with no tour manager. Yeah, right. And like half of our shit just got taken and all of our merch was driving to a different state in a box truck. Oh my you know, so we're like, what the fuck are we gonna do? Like we're supposed to be playing the show that stuck day. in Canada. <laughs> he had to get a cab. Yeah. And he was just like the whole time he's like, it's not gonna be a big deal. It's not gonna be a we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Then um the next morning, when you know it was the next morning because it was fucking so long. Yeah, he's like, Um, I'm sorry, guys, I'll see you later. <laughs> and it was like the saddest thing ever because he was such a good dude, seeing him go and get in a cab and drive off back into Canada. And we're all like, What are we doing? It's kind of like it's kind of like the kids, you know, because I mean, tour managers are like the adult almost yep. in a way, you know, yep. and it's kind of like all of a sudden the kids are alone yeah, in the yeah, middle yeah. of the woods and there's wolves. You can hear the wolves in the yeah. background and dad's leaving and just saying, sorry, guys. Dad went out to the store for a pack of cigarettes. You know what I mean? Never yeah, came exactly. back. Exactly. Oh, yeah. The logistical nightmare that you're talking, I mean, just, you, you know, merch money, different merch companies, gears, carnets, border crossings without a TM, like. No fucking chance, dude. To any musician listening out there, get a good tour manager and make sure he has a visa and you should be okay. Oh, fuck, dude. It's, uh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Jeff good Howard. tour manager's a real big deal. Jeff yeah. Howard, you're the fucking man, dude. Dude. Hey, you're saying that because I'm here right now. Do. Wait till I get off. <laughs> no, dude. Yeah, man. Uh, this has been so fucking rad. I'm so pumped to see you, to talk to you. We're going to yeah, get man. up on PlayStation. I can't wait, man. Please. This is great. Yeah, let's Every hang soon. Yeah. Everyone go see The Used and Rise Against on tour. Go fucking buy the cassette tape. Listen to the 20th anniversary. <laughs> Anything else you got for us, Jeff? Grass Destroyer. Um, Which? Yeah, Grass Destroyer Band. If you want to just, it's mostly just a good time, a bunch of vibes. Yeah, uh, we like vibes. Like I was saying, mental health check. We play games sometimes. Usually I try to run through a whole game, yeah. which is really fun. But yeah. I don't know. Come check it. One-on-one chat. Ask me base questions. Ask me tour questions. Whatever you want. Yeah. And if you are on tour and you go see the use, please bring Jeff either Ethiopian jazz records uh, or I don't know, Ninja Stars. T, Ninja tea. Stars, uh, American Flag Nunchucks. He lost those before. Uh, yeah. Hook my man up. Rest uh, in peace. I miss them. Rest in peace, dude. Jeff Howard, thank you so much. Your seat is always open. Come back whenever, man. Hey, cool. I appreciate that, you guys. I've had a lot of fun. Thanks for getting me on so quick. Yeah, have a great tour, dude. I see July 16th, first one is Santa Barbara. I may or may not see you at one of these. Actually... I'm having kids in like three weeks, twins. So uh, oh, I don't think I'll see you for a little while, but I'll jump on PlayStation. There you go. That'll count. Yeah, I'll text you up, bud. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Later, brother. All right. So that was Jeff Howard. Everybody go check out the used on tour with Rise Against this summer. Fucking great guy. Amazing conversation. Go stream all their music. A lot of John Feldman talking that interview, Kenny. Uh, obviously a buddy of yours. Yeah, love Feldy. Feldy's a good, Feldy's like, he went from doing used records uh, to like five seconds of summer and Avril Lavigne records, like crazy jump from being yeah. a singer of a band of called Goldfinger. You know what I mean? They're a fucking great yeah. little ska band, but he's one of the biggest producers in the world now. Good for him. Good man. Uh, real quick, two little two little music notes. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw what happened to the Machine Gun Kelly concert last night or anything that's been going on with like him in the, the news. Wine bottle, or, dude. He's it's so fucking fake. He's normal and he's trying to be like not normal. I don't know, man. Did you hear the whole thing that he did? He has a documentary out on Hulu and he said like he was like he called Megan Fox and like had a gun in his mouth and said he was going to kill himself or something. But it's like the type of people who would put that out to the public on purpose while touring and selling merch. You know, it's like I, yeah, I don't know. Last night. Tell us what happened last night. Oh, apparently. So Robbie Fox was live tweeting the Machine Gun Kelly concert at MSG and said that his fucking guitar went out 
in the last song and he like ran off the stage and like berated his fucking sound sound tech and apparently it was like a really weird vibe in the, like the uh, the arena that like the show just like abruptly stopped and shit i don't the more and more dude i feel like the tide's turning on this guy i i don't i don't know and i know dante that's your fucking Wrong. dog i mean the guy sold out madison square garden you you, you think the tide's turning on him come on he's I'm huge he I'm soldier field facts dude Facts. Move those goalposts. <laughs> I don't know. The, the, I, I need to watch the documentary and see how I feel about it because apparently it's fucking weird. Um, I don't know. He's just a weird guy to me. There also, there was a viral TikTok that went crazy last week that, so his guitar, Kenny, this is a nerd thing, has a fucking kill switch on it. So if he, like the toggle switch for like a Les Paul that goes up and down, if it goes down, it kills the sound on the guitar. And apparently this dude had done investigative journalism that while he plays, his fucking guitar is always in the down position so he doesn't actually play the guitar live. Shut up. That's the thing that went viral. He he came back and responded to it and said that the switch is upside down for his guitar. So it is down, but he's actually playing. I don't know. I, I'm not haterating. No, one, of my, one of my best friends in the whole world is his main guitar tech who's been with him for like 10 years. I could ask him. Oh, get him right now. Grow some balls, never, Kenny. He would never yeah, grow a fucking sack, dude. Your kids no, there are some feet. relationships that I care about. You know what I mean? If he didn't like tell him. you, that tells you everything. Yeah, dude. He could just be like, oh, he's full shit. That's I actually cool. believe Machine Gun Kelly in this circumstance. I, I actually believe that, like, his. I feel like you'd want it down. Yeah, I don't know why you would want to be able to. Because I do that all the time. If you play a Strat and has the five-position switcher, I smack that shit down into the, the the nut position all the time. And that would be... Dave, you're actually right. That is a really good technical yeah, point. Well, if, I mean, it's very common sense. Like, if you're playing a guitar, there's downward movements. And if you go too far, like, or really getting into a solo or something, you're going to go farther. Damn, Dave's got the fucking point, dude. You I know mean, what I don't give a shit not about? A it's, what don't you give a shit about? not Machine Gun Kelly actually plays guitar live. That's fair. I thought I would just bring that up. It was something that happened over the weekend. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, Colin question. has his alerts set to Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> hate, 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 hate. Anything that fucking crosses the interwebs. Now he's on this Billy Corgan. Even the slightly yeah. negative pings him, and he's like, oh, yeah. Nah, Billy oh, Corgan. Yeah. Billy Corgan's my new Machine Gun. I do oh, not beat off the- Billy. Billy is like fucking 6'4 and Stacked. I would love to see him just stand up. Wait, is he? Yeah, dude. He's a big fucking dude. Yeah. So is Patrick Carney. That would have been a good fight. Dave, Dave, when he stepped to you, was he like looking down at you? Like, why isn't I mean why I don't you like Oh man, I didn't know that. I thought he was a little guy. Now I, 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 I know he's six. six four. He I don't I want to say six, six four. Three, six four, he's around there. Hold on. Here I go. Hit the Google. Billy. I would have uh, said I, I would have said like Dante's height. What are you like six two? Yeah, six three. He's six close. Six really? three. Yeah, dude, really? that that changes everything. I thought he was like a little like fucking weirdo. I didn't know he was. A big well, and dude. also he wears Doc Martens. He's fucking. Oh. He's a big dude. How does he get specially made and, all black tunics? We to fucking wear that he will pick somebody on the floor of a hallway. So oh, tunic yeah. is a great word. Yeah, he, he 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 wears tunics, dude. Could you imagine being at a World Series game and Billy Corgan looks like this? With a fucking black tunic on, just like with like face paint on, <laughs> and he's like, "You were mean about my T-shirt." And it's like, "All right, dude, fuck off." Uh, the only other thing I want to talk about before getting on the list off the list was Glastonbury was this past weekend, and I just want to say, 
I don't give a shit about a lot of festivals. That looked fucking incredible. That looked fucked. Kenny, have you ever done Glastonbury? No, no, no. I got to do Reading and Leeds once, but I never got to do Glastonbury. Holy. The Brits are just so much cooler than us when it comes when it to comes music. to music. Hell yeah, yeah, dude! Everything else they suck. Yeah, their food shit. People yeah. are ugly. Uh, yeah. Dude, did you the- see the fucking Stones concert last weekend at Hyde Park? No. Oh my god, man! These fucking eighty-year-olds like put on the clips I saw. It was like I thought it was like the sixties. They put on one of the best fucking shows. They're the best band of all time. Fuck, man. Best man of all time. Kenny hung out with them once. Uh, let's go into on the list, off the list real quick, then we'll get out of here. Uh, my on the list is Billy Corgan. Kenny, who's on your list? Bro, I can't wait for you to actually suck his dick in real life. I won't. It will, I don't like this magic pumpkin, so it's not a problem. Uh, on my list, uh, Crocs. Did I already use that before? No. That's the first one. Yo, my wife got Crocs, and I was like, that's so fucking stupid. Then she got me Crocs. They're so cool, bro. This is my house. Dude, do you remember? So those cracks like were a thing, and I want to say like, like right around two thousand, and then fell off big time, and then made a comeback. Yeah, big. Come- my mom used to wear them, and my dad thought they were so white trash. He refused to let her like be in public with him when she was wearing them. Love it. <laughs> That's how I, I started. But, I but started. then for, there was like a fifteen-year gap where. I never saw a crock again, I feel like, until like 2015. Hey, baby. All day. You know what I mean? Do you, uh, do do you, know, the, do you know the movie Idiocracy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like money. Mike, Ju- Mike Judge, it, like at the time, they had no budget to make the movie, and Crocs was a startup, and apparently to make for futuristic shoes, they actually, if you go back, were fucking Crocs in Idiocracy. And Mike, Mike Judge just did an interview this week to talk about this. And uh, he was like, well, what if they're popular by the time the movie comes out? And the, and the person was like, they're never going to be fucking popular, dude. Look at these ugly pieces of shit. And now Crocs are the shit. I don't own a pair, but I, Kenny, I'm, I'm glad that you're getting into your dad bag early. Yeah, dude. It's like, what? A, I'm having kids in three weeks. Kids, plural, going with two of them. I don't give a shit about anything anymore. It's incredible. It's like kind of a weight off my shoulder, anything, if anything. You never cared well, about now anything. Now you just got to add all of that. I don't give a shit to, no, to it's, kids that lives depend it's on you. not that... I don't give a shit. It's that I no longer have to give a shit. Cause whether I yeah. did or not, you know, sometimes you have obligations, but now it's like, Hey Kenny, let's go do this, bro. Can't got kids. I can't wait for Kenny's dad content on the podcast where he's like off my list is poop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> off my list. Yeah. Uh, Dave, who's on your list? Uh, this is someone that I asked uh, Kenny about recently. I'm going to go with a different musical act uh, later on, but still woozy. Yes, um, the so I was watching the Bonnaroo. This is last, so two weekends ago now. Um, I was watching the Bonnaroo on Hulu just because I was bored and had nothing to do. So I'm like flipping back between different stages on, on TV. And I'm like, this guy's like, it was weird at first because um, he was like humping, I think, his sister on stage. It was like very weird. And she was wearing like a wedding, like a zombie bride dress. Um, but once he played like two or three songs, I was this is really fucking good, actually. So I wanted to see how much Kenny would hate them. And he's like, no, dude, these are, like, cool. Yeah, like, they're really no, good. Steel Woozy is fucking dope. I, I, listen, I found it once, like, a year ago and then never listened again. But, yeah, I remember it being really good. I hope he doesn't actually fuck his sister. Like, I, that's an actual hope of mine that that's not a thing. It was, it was definitely weird. It was definitely weird. But, uh, 
but they were really good. <coughs> music was good. That's all I give a shit about in the end. I fuck with Still Woozy. That's a good pick. Uh, Dante, on your list. Hotel air conditioning. I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah. I'm blogging this right now, but uh, Tony Danza. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Angels in the uh, Who's the Boss sequel coming out? What? Just, just announced. Yeah. Damn, they were out of ideas, man. Hollywood's out of fucking ideas. Have you ever Tony seen Danza, the- Tony Danza and Alyssa Milano both on board? No shit. Yep. Colin, were you about to ask, have you ever seen that South Park? No, I was going to ask, have you ever seen the fucking movie about he's a field goal kicker from Philadelphia? Yeah, field goal kicking Philadelphia phenomenon. No. Kicking. <laughs> yeah, it's like the garbage picking. Field goal kicking Philadelphia phenomenon. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Yeah. That, that is one of our urban legends, apparently. Oh, fuck. I think he's from Philly. Uh, but no, why the fuck are they doing a Who's the Boss reboot? Who asked for that? Uh, me. <laughs> oh, you're in. I thought this was like, you're actually in on that? Fuck yeah, man. Are you kidding me? I just wish Mona was still alive. That's old. Remember that old whore? <laughs> What a quote. What a fucking quote. No, I've never seen who's the who's the boss. I don't even What? I, why the fuck would I have I've seen who's seen the boss? What? Why would I have seen who's the boss? Holy shit. All I, know is, all I know is Mona's an old whore. That's all I know. I'm out of here. What the fuck? Don't leave. I think, <laughs> I'm, off, I think I'm up leaving the podcast officially. When did Who's the Boss come out? Oh, we actually. <laughs> when did Who's the Boss come out? It's like fucking 1978 or some shit. I've never seen it. Sorry. I've seen some episodes. All right, here is When did Who's the Boss come out? I'm just, I've just had to let you know how serious I was. I know. That. I don't know, man. Sometime in the 80s, I, I used to watch it like after school when I was a little kid. Like, well, you're fucking I, like 80 years old. Oh, like in the, I'm talking about it came out in the 80s, I think, but it was on all through the 90s. You don't hey, remember it? No. I remember it. I never watched it. I know it, what though. it is. I, I've never, I never watched oh, it. I, I would have been like, I was born in with one month left of 88. So I, I grew up in the 90s, but the first half, I don't remember it. Let me tell you. There's Tom, 200 episodes. The, the Mount Rushmore of TV sitcom dads, I think, has to go Mr. Seaver from Growing Pains. Okay. Homer Simpson. Tony, oh, that's a good one. Tony Danza. He was an unbelievable dad on that Carl show. Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow is a great one. I'm going to say Patrick Duffy from Step by Step just because he just had – like babes everywhere in that house. I mean, it was um, like every girl in that house was unbelievable. And that's a good fucking dad. And number four, uh, rest in peace, Bob Saget. Oh yeah, oh, Bob Saget's definitely got to be on there, dude. Yeah. Dante, you want to uh, leave the Danny Tanner. Dante, you want to leave the podcast again? I've never seen an episode before. of Full House. Oh my! Hey, God. I just started always Philly on Monday. What the fuck? The fuck? You Amish? Fucking Danny Tanner? No, dude. Are you Amish? Kid, no, I dude, don't know. Full House for Colin. That's. I mean, obviously, he was insanely popular, but he's nine years younger than you, Dante. How old are you again? Me? No, Dante. <laughs> I'm fucking old. 
He's fucking old. Like, no, but I, Full House was Full my House, generation. But I was like fucking seven years old when I watched it. I tell this story all the time. When I was a kid, we didn't watch kid shit in my house. Like from a young age, like I was in fourth fucking grade watching the Chappelle show with my mom. I don't yeah, know if that's, that's good. How I was too. I don't know if that's yeah. good parenting. But oh it, my it, god, you're lucky. You're fucking lucky. Dude, my mom. Dude, used I was make- watching South Park with my dad like since it started airing. Dude, my mom. My mom used to have a stack of Saturday Night Live DVDs that was like the best of like Chris Farley and fucking Will Ferrell, and we used to just watch them and die laughing. Like, uh, Boy Meets World was my show over for Great show. Great that, show. I would put their dad. It, wait, in the all-time not good sitcom dads, number one is Sean Hunter's dad. Sean Hunter's dad fucking <laughs> sucked. Will Smith's dad in fucking Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, Philly. Both Philly pieces of shit. That's true, and it's very accurate. It's very accurate. You know what else? Uh, That little fucking curly-haired fuck from Boy Meets World. His dad sucked too, because (laughs) if you want to, if you want to connect the dots, his dad was the racist motherfucker from uh, American History X. He was. He was. You're right. Who who turned his son into a racist piece of shit? I know. I know it's not the same storyline, but same guy. Yeah, uh, my number one TV dad is Hank Hill, by a mile. TV dad. Don't forget about Tim Allen from Home Improvement. Don't oh, forget about Kenny. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. That's yeah. a good one. Kenny, He's unbelievable. <laughs> hey, does any did anyone watch that show all the way to the end? Home Improvement. Yeah. No, did they cancel Tim Allen for being a Republican before then or after that? After that, but I watched I, it. I like, this... Oh, I watched the last episode. I remember because they showed. Dude, all right, Spanish. Dave. Do you remember this? I have this debate with my friends all the time. They, they think I'm crazy, but it fucking happened. Do you remember Jill cheated on him? What? Yeah. See, no one fucking remembers this. It happened. I mean, I was, I haven't watched it in 20 years, man. It happened. Maybe. It happened. Look it up. I don't doubt you. I don't remember. I remember. Is that how it so, ended? Like, I watched it every night, but. It was towards the end. It happened. Damn, that's strong. And they were running out. They were running out of storylines because. Jonathan Taylor Thomas got too big for the show and he left, remember? Yeah, yeah they, they were, brought in the other kid and he stopped. No, and they were like, oh, he went to study abroad in Europe or something like and that. And JPT disappeared off the face of the fucking planet. Yep. Big. Well, they, they also, they had two older brothers. Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah. Like different. Oh. Yeah, the two older, the oldest brother, there was two of them and they like changed actors mid-show. Really? Yeah, I, I, from what I remember, yeah. Is Tony Soprano a bad dad? Yeah. Fucking Tony Soprano's the worst. Come on. I don't know. He provided pretty well for his family. I just hate... I hate TV sons. It's a big thing for me. Any son in a TV show, I instantly hate. Fucking AJ Soprano is one of the worst characters of all time. Worst. Uh, Worst. I hate the fucking... I hate the son from Breaking Bad, too. I hate that character. Or Walt Jr.? I hate that character. Finn, whatever the fuck his name is, Why, I hate man? that character. I just like fucking hate five him. Five years ago, some kid uh, DM'd me uh, pictures of him, Walt Jr., in real life, getting completely shit-faced. They had a Syracuse Dang it. I like, I like him now. I like him now. Uh, my off the list is R. Kelly, for <laughs> obvious <laughs> reasons. Uh, rest in piss, Bozo. You will not be you missed. I don't know what... what I, he got 30 years, right? Dude, I thought you were about to be like, you know why R. Kelly was right? I thought no, you were no, about no. To... He got 30 years? Why did he get 30 and then... Galate Maxwell. Racism. I don't, I, know, don't... I mean, I don't, I don't know if it is or isn't racism, but like, it, I felt like 
her story was way worse than his. It it doesn't matter. She's not going to be alive in a week anyway. You know what's oh, fucked up be. though about that? Like she's going down for setting up this whole thing. What about all the rich motherfuckers who paid for dog? Yeah. This is yeah. where are they? I wrote. Where's I wrote the fucking a, list? Yeah, I wrote a pretty sweet blog about that. That the fucking asshole editors at Barstool didn't post, but then they posted Jerry's an hour later. But uh. Ooh. Yeah, I, I wrote basically that, how it's absolutely fucking ridiculous that this lady's found guilty, has the book thrown at her, and not one fucking client of hers has been named, prosecuted, anything. And they haven't, like, know. even, they haven't even attempted to get names out of her. It's fucking crazy. It's unbelievable, man. Don't worry. The Republicans will ignore it, and the Democrats will stand on Capitol Hill and sing a song about it. So something will get done, obviously. It's fucking ridiculous. Ludicrous. I have, a, I have a question about R. Good. Kelly. Are we... So is his, is his music catalog just done? Like, are we not allowed to ever play R. Kelly ever again? Everything except for uh, Ignition Remix and... Uh, I believe what? I can fly. I No, the, what's it, uh, the song from... Um, the greatest that song also is is allowed great it's a great fucking song other I mean, than that i'm not going out of my way to listen to r kelly but if someone threw him on the touch tunes i, I mean he has so it. many great songs oh like, yeah yeah so many great songs that's why i'm wondering like are, is he done like, if you're canceled? djing and you play r kelly you're a fucking moron but if it's like a group of friends and that's why i'm around, asking kind of is a that's joke but why i'm asking kind of uh, before this I, before this i used to play like I used to end the night with bump and grind almost all the fucking time. Like that was one of my signature things. And then he got in some hot water and that became no bueno. Now I feel like uh, for you, it's a hundred percent off limits. A thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably steer clear, but I feel like you could like slip ignition remix in there and people would be like, ah, yeah, this song's hot. Uh, Dave, who is off your list? Off my list is, uh, Hackers, I'll say that. Friend of mine's wedding registry got hacked from a Instagram DM. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Instagram DM said it's some Bitcoin scheme. They fell for it. Uh, oh. Hacked the wedding registry. Uh, hacked the their credit cards. Hacked literally everything. And their, their wedding's on July 14th. Or they something. fell for the Bitcoin thing? Yeah. Pretty fucking stupid, but... Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. tell anybody that. That's I would. Yeah, it's so well, they were reaching out to me to see if I could get Barcel to help them. I'm like, I can't even get Barcel to respond to a fucking email of mine. They're not going to help <laughs> you. So, yeah, they'll solve your Bitcoin issue. They were just sitting over yeah. here with our dicks in our hands. So um, that's why they told me yes. Damn, that sucks. Fuck, fuck Bitcoin, fuck hackers. Uh, Kenny, who's off your list? I don't have anything good for my off the list this week. I've been in a good mood lately, but uh, oh, good I'm for still you over this construction at my house. My, the, my contractor at the beginning was like, you do understand it's going to be like eight to five every day, people in and out of your house. Like, yeah, 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 cool. Do it, do it, do it. Two months later now, I'm fucking losing it. <laughs> I got a question for you. Why didn't you just get a new house? Facts. That would have been a great idea six months ago. But, you know, too late now. You should just pick up and move now. <laughs> just leave yeah, it dude. Have have I mean, resale value will be up no no it's gonna be fucking dope this house is the dopest place on earth and i can't wait to get it all fixed but i'm just so tired of drilling and spackling. how much longer you got 
Are they gonna be done before the kids get here? Hell no. Hell Ooh, no. Man, you're not exactly. Yeah. So I'm in shambles. We're like, we've already made peace with construction still going on when we have the kids, but it kind of is what it is. You know what I mean? Sucks balls, dude. Uh, to wrap us up, Dante, who's off your list? Uh, rude motherfuckers. I almost ended up in the brig the other day, uh, flying some fucking asshole first class piece of shit at O'Hare was standing flying United. You know, how they have like group one and then group like two through 10 or whatever in the two lanes. And they call like first class and all that shit first. This guy's standing with his AirPods in, talking to somebody on the phone, doesn't hear the lady at the desk call first class. Then she, they board. Then she calls group one. We start boarding. This guy comes running over, screams at this poor desk reception, desk person, whatever. Um, to the like couldn't understand what he was saying but you could see he was like screaming at her she kept apologizing he kept screaming at her she starts like tearing up and like turns around runs away so the guy next to her had to come over and take over this guy boards the plane huffing and puffing and i'm just like fucking seething like i'm gonna fucking strangle this guy when i get on the plane i don't know why but i just saw red so i finally get on the plane He's like taking his sport coat off, folding it over his arm, about to get into his seat. And I just, I let him have it. I read him the fucking riot act, told him what a piece of shit he was. He was so caught off guard. He, he like kept stuttering. He didn't know what to do. And he like, when I started walking away, then he started chirping me back. Like mind your own fucking business. I turned around. I was like, oh man, I'm going to fucking knock this guy out. And I'm going to get arrested and get on no fly list end up in jail. I saw all these things flash before my eyes and one of the flight attendants came over and like separated us, but very, <laughs> very hostile, hostile moment. But uh, all the flight attendants came up to me afterwards and, and thanked me. And I'm sure. Yeah. Did anybody else yeah. back you up? I would have oh, been, yeah. I would have been fucking laying into that guy too. Oh, Cause I were, hate those kind of cocksuckers. All the, all the people that boarded after me were like, that was so like you, you like you, that was so great of you. Like more people need to like stand up for people like that. Like congratulate me, but no one fucking said anything. Everyone's like glad I did it, and we're probably thinking of doing the same. But no one fucking no one did it. No one said anything. So these fucking rude pieces of shit think they can get away with like stuff like that, treating people. Fuck like that. that, dude. Yep. Good for yeah. you. Good for you, Dante. Those people, man. Fuck those people. <laughs> Damn. If you're one of them, fuck you too. If you yell at a flight attendant or like someone who's trying to get you on a plane, germ fault, yeah, fucking Dante shit their hands with you. Unbelievable. What an asshole. That's a Sorry, weird way to end. A bad note. What a weird let's, way to uh, end. Let's play bump and grind to take us out of this. <laughs> Yo, we'll get demonet we'll get taken off fucking Spotify. Is his shit still on Spotify? No, it got it got taken down a long time ago. I I, I am almost positive. Good. Like Fuck after, me. remember when that? Uh, uh, it's still very much on there. Four point six it? million monthly listeners, five hundred mil. Yeah, you're right. It is. I thought for some reason when that uh, documentary came out, they took everything down. 
Bye, bitch. <laughs> but my body, Rest in piss, bozo. My body, you won't be missed. R. Kelly, smoking that R. Kelly pack. Yeah, all right. Thanks a lot, R. Kelly. What a piece of shit. Uh, we do have good guests coming up, but we can't talk about. Uh, don't, I won't say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Fingers all right. crossed. We'll, we'll keep that on, on the DL. Uh, Dave, what, haven't you started watching TV show recently? We'll talk about it next week. All right, fair enough. Uh, that's going to be this week's episode. Big thanks to Jeff Howard. Uh, fuck you, R. Kelly. Guys, anything else you have to say? Hell no. I'm out of here. Peace out. Love you guys. See you guys next week.